Welcome to another episode of It's Blossoming Season and what is the reason? The reason will be feminine coach Brie Lucas sharing her insights into how to utilize your feminine energy so you can remain in your higher self. There'll be discussions on male masculinity, females masculinity and creating the balance between the two. Please look in the descriptions to find exercises that Brie has kindly provided and you'll also find a link to my free self-confidence tips. Enjoy the show! Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of It's Blossoming Season. What is the reason? And the reason today will be Brie Lucas, also known for providing the Queen Bee mindset. She's here today to talk about everything to do with transitioning from being an amazing lawyer to a feminine coach, empowering women. And she's going to give us a beautiful insight into her tips, tricks, and all her wonderful um, transitional blooming bloody out sugar. I'll re-record that part. I'm going to re-record that bit and then we'll just start. I'll just I'll add it at the start. Okay. Yep. That's fine. Hi Brie, you're right. Hi Dana. How how are you? Thanks for having me so on the show. It's so great to be here. And it's amazing to have you on the show as well. Um I think everyone's actually going to absolutely love this because we're, I think we're in a stage as well, especially through COVID, the the, the wonderful Corona um, that's been going on, season that's changed lives completely. Yeah. Um, to really look at transitioning or changing careers, and that's something that you've done, and I'd really love to get a better insight into that. Um, but first and foremost, uh, you were a lawyer. What did you specialise in? Um, I did a lot of uh, mergers and acquisitions, which is basically when companies come together and they um, and they form one company. So a lot of paper pushing, nothing too exciting, um, but a lot of paper and research and um, looking through documents goes through that. So I did quite a bit of that. Ah, oh, okay. Yeah. So what made you move into being a coach for women? Well, I'm actually, um, I'm still in the middle of that transition, actually. Um, I, do, I do some projects-based work um, for, for uh, legal. But basically, um, with, like you said, with corona going on and this big um, seismic shift that everyone has been going through, it kind of pushed this thing that I've always had inside of me out. Uh, it, you know, I think with the quarantines, people were forced to slow down. I don't know about you, but I have a pretty hectic life. I have a four-year-old and a seven-year-old, and my husband and I have them enrolled in, like, we're one of those families. They're in art, and they're in music, and they're in sports, and, you know, in chess. And so we're always going <laughs> here, there, and everywhere. And I think with for us anyways, with the quarantine, it was literally a forced slowdown. And so for me, um, this thing that I have and the Queen Bee mindset is all about feminine energy and healthy boundaries and high value behavior. And this is something that I've always been interested in. And this uh, forced me to basically just be able to think about it and write it down. And I chose to write it down online on Instagram as opposed to on a piece of paper. (laughs) Ah, that's amazing. That's lovely. So 
I was just still in the middle of that transition. I mean, how long has it been? Was it just the COVID, which I like to call it's blossoming season, because clearly it's allowed a lot of people to blossom and really sit with themselves and see what it is that really matters in life. So did it start then or has it been before that you've been transitioning over? Mm-hmm. I, for me, it's definitely, it was during blossoming season. It was definitely something that I never even thought about sharing with a lot of people. It's definitely something that I shared with family and friends. Um, I have um, some family and friends who really benefited from our discussions, especially around feminine energy. Um, But I would say that for you calling it blossoming season, for sure, I blossomed during this season. I chose to, from a feminine feminine energy perspective, to um, not focus on the negative part of it and to focus on the mm-hmm. positive part of it. So for me, one of the things that I thought as a positive was having some extra time with my children. Um, and that really does give me lots of joy. Um, I derive a lot of joy from them. They drive me crazy too. <laughs> but <laughs> but um, I do derive a lot of joy from just being around them. And um, I, I think I got to see, especially my seven-year-old, a lot of his personality that I wouldn't have seen if I didn't homeschool him for the months that we did. Um, He's back in school now, back in the classroom now, but just from having him home and seeing that part of him that I really didn't see before during the daytime in a school setting. So it's nice. Yeah, definitely for me, it's this blossoming season for sure. I mean, I'm intrigued to know, did you, because of how many activities the the boys have, um, you said they're four and seven, Mm -hmm. Have you, because of what's gone on in terms of that time to actually sit there and get to know their personalities, has that meant that you may have changed or maybe looking at different types of activities for them because you can now uh, see where some of their strengths and weaknesses are? Because I'm just intrigued by that, actually. That's a great question. Um, I think that a lot of times, um, for us anyways, we have these things that we want them to do. And for so what I've noticed is I don't think I would change what they're doing because I think we have a pretty good program for them outside of um, yeah. um, their academics, but it's the way that they learn. So I learned how uh-huh. my four-year-old learns and how my seven-year-old learn, which, which one gets rewarded, you know, from having a treat at the end, or, you know, maybe the other one needs more encouragement during the session. And then the seven-year-old needs more encouragement outside of the session. So I think it's the way that they learn as opposed to changing what they do. We'll definitely change how we approach um, encouraging them to keep going. (laughs) That's interesting because... I'm always wanted because I used to go into schools, colleges, companies and did like confidence building workshops, mm-hmm. um, critical thinking workshops, you know, CV and interview skills, those kind of workshops in schools. And it was always interesting to observe that the way the different children um, t- they took in the information and the way they'd answer the questions to me. And I, I almost I thought, you know, there's one teacher, 30 students, how truly you know we have to commend them when a lot of these children are coming out with good grades or they're able to have uh you know a good relationship with all 30 children because there's so many different personalities there so many different learning styles there and they are you know really truly um learning more about a lot of people's children more than people are themselves because you suddenly like you said you found out so much about them Mm -hmm. in terms of their learning styles and you know you've had that 
that time with them usually that's the teacher that has that and sometimes that might even have got overlooked because there's so many children in the class you know oh definitely and I think um I think you know my husband and I certainly believe in um parents being um partners in the learning process whether it's with music or with sports or with academics especially and I think it's you know they say it takes a whole village to raise a child it takes a whole village to educate a child as well and so I think um, you know teachers have Definitely during quarantine and COVID, people definitely appreciate teachers a lot more than I think they did. Because then when parents have to actually be teachers, you're like, whoa, wait a minute. Um, and But for us, it's, it's absolutely just a continuation of our um, great interest in our kids' lives and their education and what they do. So we're, we're you know, it was, it, was, it was a great, I tried to definitely look at the positives of, of being home with them as opposed to the negatives. There were negatives too, but... <laughs> You know, I'm not going to say it's all sunshine and butterflies. It was hard for a lot of families, a lot of couples, a lot of married couples, too. Um, mm. So, yeah, it, it's because you're also spending a lot of time with your, your partner more than you would normally. Right. So that was a lot of uh, um, stress, I think, for a lot of people as well. But, you know, we're, we're, we're all getting through it. And the thing is, we're all going through it collectively. I, I think that's the, that's the unique part of this thing. Yeah. No, I, th- I, I believe it's definitely the definitely the case um so i thought i was hearing feedback again just then did you i thought i did but um it's okay Okay. um yeah so on that note then in terms of your own feminine energy Mm -hmm. and your own feminine you know if just for those who don't understand what the true feminine (laughs) give some insight into that and what that's all about and how they can truly start working Mm -hmm with that energy way so um people that believe in feminine and masculine energy and i do want to put a disclaimer out there it's a bit old-fashioned um there's a bit of uh stereotyping in terms of male roles and female roles so if you're into gender neutrality and all of that please close your ears (laughs) but (laughs) but people that believe in you know feminine and masculine energy they just believe that Although both men and women have both. So, you know, men have feminine energy and females have uh, masculine energy. We believe that when um, if you're a woman, you thrive the most when you rely on your feminine energy. And what that energy is, is the kind of stereotypical um, energy that you would think of when you think of women. So you're thinking of um, things like being receptive as opposed to being um, going out there and being hyperactive. Um, leaning back is a big concept in feminine energy. Um, being um, accommodating, that all of these things that um, sometimes gets a bad rap, but that's where the uh, healthy boundaries and high value behavior comes in. And I'll talk about that later. Um, but basically, um, leaning back is a, a big part of feminine energy. And so when you think about uh, biology, Think about the sperm and the egg, right? The egg just sits there, it waits, it waits to be fertilized, you know, whereas the sperm is, is the action. You know, they're fighting it out and they're duking it out to get to that prize, which is the egg. So a lot of people find it helpful to think of that analogy. Um, another analogy that I use would be, um, think of a beehive. And, and I don't know if many people know about the inner workings of a beehive, but um, that's where I got the name queen bee mindset. Um, a beehive, the queen bee um, is basically, she's the mother of almost every single bee in the hive. Uh, and for most hives, she's the mother of all of the bees in the hive. 
in fact, her replacement will be one of her daughters. Okay, and so because she has this great um, importance, all the other bees around her, they do everything. So the male, the male drones are, you know, helping clean the hive. They're helping take care of her. They're helping to make sure she's comfortable. And um, the other female bees, actually the worker bees that, that are not queens, <laughs> they, um, you know, they are also helping to make sure that the queen is safe. So they make sure she's fed, that she's safe, that she's warm, that she's clean, and she just sits there. And when you are in your queen bee uh, mindset, you sit there. Now, sit there doesn't mean that you let things happen to you and you don't think. And sit there doesn't mean that you receive everything that people want to give you. And that's what I talk about uh, boundaries and high value behavior. And a lot of women have an issue with boundaries and high value behavior. Right. Yeah. I I I, th I believe that's um, something that's so important. Um, and what I'd like to go into a little bit more here is what would you classify as high value behavior? Oh, okay. That's a great question too, because I think when, so when you think about all the three things that I said, the thing that people know the most about, I guess, is boundaries, right? Whether you have a hard time with them or not, people kind of understand that. So great question on, on feminine energy. High value behavior is basically when you show up in situations knowing your worth and your value. And a lot of the women that are drawn to the site, to the, the Instagram page or to my coaching, it's in the context of dating and even marriage or relationships. So high value behavior is this, uh, this is an example. If you um, are in a date- Sorry Brie, are you, sorry Brie, a, a moment. Are, is your speaker like swinging? No, no, it's in my ears. That's so weird. It's like there's this, crackle that's just coming across it really i can try to go to another room yeah. you want me to try to go to another room? yeah i can hear like this like i don't know if it's the wire or something's got a little crackle crackle that's just really yeah it's like a shh yeah it's really weird mm. okay i'm gonna go to a different room and because you're edit, you're gonna edit it's like when room. you're it's like when you're moving it's like as if you're moving and it's picking up like your really your clothing or something hmm. oh maybe um hold on Maybe it's picking up on my shirt. Give me a second. I'm not moving a greatly, but let me move the microphone up and see if that works. Uh, okay, can you still hear me? Yeah. Okay, I put the microphone, I flipped it up, so it's not by my mouth. It's kind of on top of my head, <laughs> but it's not. But <laughs> that is completely clear. Okay, good. Because uh, I, I maybe it's picking up the noise. Oh from... man, I hope like the other. I hope because I've just detected it. I hope it's not gone through the whole thing like that. Do you want to? I mean, we can do the whole thing again if you want, just so you have it. I mean, I'm here. I have time. If you have time, I have time. Okay, yeah, please, yeah. because I can hear. I sh I'm sure I heard it, and I just love to because I do because you've given some good mm -hmm. nuggets in there. Mm -hmm. I can keep the the start the top part of okay. the first part. I can just get it all chopped yeah, up. Really. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um. And then that's fine. We can just continue on, and then I'll just, I'll just get it, I'll just edit it out myself. That's fine. Don't worry. Okay. Yeah, I'll hold it. Yeah, I'll hold it. Kind of like I tilted it so that it's away from my mouth. But if you can hear me, it's fine. It's kind of it's pointing yeah, up in the air. Yeah, I can hear you perfectly well. That's fine. Okay. Okay. You start over wherever you want. I'm fine. If you want to start okay, at feminine perfect. energy so, or whatever. Yeah. So. On that note, I want you to find out a little bit more in regards to what would you classify as high value behavior. 
Okay, so when I think about high value behavior, it's it's definitely something that some people don't won't know exactly what it is. So a lot of times, actually, with my clients, we just go through examples. So I'll give you um, a good example of high value behavior. Um, a woman can be, you know, beautiful, dressed to the nines. Um, she may even have her boundaries in place. But sometimes what women do is they um, they show up in relationships with low value behavior. And this is a great example of low value behavior. If you're in dating, you're a dating age and you're dating a guy or hopefully you're dating more than one guy until he's committed to you. <laughs> until he's committed to you. That's one thing I recommend. Um, but say you're dating and the guy doesn't, he might make an indication that he wants to go out with you on the weekend, on a Friday night. And he doesn't make any firm plans. He doesn't say it's going to be Friday at seven o'clock. You know, he doesn't say I'm taking you to the bowling alley. He doesn't say anything. And then, you know, the Friday morning shows up, you're at work and you're thinking, is this guy even going to call me? Um, and the day passes by and it might be two o'clock, three o'clock. And finally, maybe at around five o'clock or six o'clock, he says, hey, are you free? So an example of high value behavior would be at that point, if you're a high value woman, you're not accepting that date last minute for many reasons. Mm -hmm. Even if you're faking it, I don't care. You can fake it. But what we work with, <laughs> what we work for with the clients, though, is basically that they would already have things to do. You should have things to do. You shouldn't be relying on one person to fulfill your Friday night. And when you accept that date last minute, that you are being low value. A lot of women don't realize it's low value. It shows to the person that you don't have anything else better to do. You don't have any other guys in rotation. Um, you don't even value just your time. If I called you at five o'clock, you say yes. If I called you at eight o'clock, you said yes. And this happens a lot of times with women. If I call you in the middle of the night to creep into your bed, you'll say yes, right? So all of those are examples mm -hmm. of low value behavior. So what you wanna work on is recognizing it because I believe that in today's society, women are actually encouraged to show up in low value ways, especially with men. And so we normalize it. You you, you normalize, um, you know, I've seen, I'm, I'm a bit older than you probably and some other women, but I've seen um, things online that women, they get dressed up and they announce that they're going for a, a D appointment, <laughs> right? Oh, wow, really? Yes, I've seen that. So, wow. Yeah, so to, wow. Exactly. Didn't even know that was, didn't even know that was a thing. That's a thing. Didn't even know that was a thing. That's a thing. Women also, you know, they, the guy asked them to come over in the middle of the night. They're paying for their Uber there and they're Ubering themselves back. They're delivering themselves to the guy like, a, you know, like a food delivery, right? So these are all things that are low value behavior. Now, again, society has normalized it. Society has normalized women behaving in that way. And so I work with my clients to recognize those things and flip it around. It's easy to flip around once on, you recognize On the flip it. side though, mm -hmm. sorry, yeah. on the flip side though, are there women that will be just like, oh, it's my body, I can do what I want to do. And why do you, why are you saying that it should be high value or low value and men do the same thing as us so that so so i would say number one um absolutely uh, my message is not for everybody and, and in fact i'm finding more and more that it's very uh specific set of people that kind of believe the message uh -huh. men and women that believe the message um and mm -hmm. it is it is definitely absolutely your body but what i find is a lot of women they say that 
but then they still are upset about the the result. So if you say that and you're not mm. upset about the result, if you have a friend with benefits and you're not falling in love with him, if you have some guy that's stringing you along and just wants to creep into your bed in the middle of the night and it doesn't make you sad, then that's fine. But what I find is a lot of women, they say one thing, they say they wanna act like the guys and like the fellas, but then they get upset afterwards with the result. So if you're finding yourself in that situation where you're thinking you wanna act like the guys or like you wanna be free, sexually free the way society promotes, but then you're still getting upset and stuck, that means there's something missing. There's something missing. And I actually believe it's not that men and women are different. I don't think men are superior to women. I don't mm -hmm. think women are superior to men. We're different. We need each other, um, but we're different. Yeah. And men's sexual needs are different than women's sexual needs, biologically. Um, again, the message is not for everybody. So if you want to be, you know, sexually free and have friends with benefits and, you know, I don't know, <laughs> just be free with your body that way, <laughs> that's fine. I, you know, I'm for it. I definitely am not the type of person that pushes the message on people. I, 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 from a feminine energy point of view, I am here. I share my message. If you're attracted to it, most people that are attracted to my page and to the message, believe it in some way or form. They might not know exactly uh -huh. why, but they're kind of vibing with what I'm saying, right? And someone that doesn't, would not even like want to be on my page. They'd probably be repulsed by my pink page anyways. <laughs> too much pink, too much flower. <laughs> so yeah. Oh God. Yeah, yeah. Because so, mm -hmm. it's interesting you say this because I'm, I'm a kind of person that I feel that it's very much a spiritual connection, mm -hmm. you know, and um, when someone go like there, there are there are different areas because I wanted to touch on a few things that you mentioned mm -hmm. there. Then you've got the women who will want to go out there and obviously roam like they're in their masculine mm -hmm. energy because they're in that you know that mm -hmm. how how can I explain it that lioness mode I mm -hmm. guess to hunt the man and to you know I can buy up my own car I can get this I can that and then all of a sudden it's oh but I also want a man to just fulfill that other side of me as well sexually and essentially they have not dug deep into the fact that uh, some part of them is craving not just a, uh, a physical connection it's very much a, a deep spiritual connection that is not only because obviously when you're having sex you're releasing hormones mm. women are becoming more attached and they're on you know some women are unaware of this however that um for me it's a spiritual tie that comes there and the the different energy that you're sharing with someone in that moment and if you don't even know where that person is you know uh spiritually mentally emotionally what vibration they're giving off that can then be you're taking that on again so imagine this man is just it's just transactional for him Absolutely. you know he's sleeping with lots of different women all the time he's not even a good space himself you've taken that on you've walked away you've, you haven't even dealt with your own stuff and then you've walked away with extra emotional spiritual baggage on you and then you're not feeling good about it you know yeah but I do um I, yeah so I do agree in that respect that you know there are women out there that are going out there to try and be like the man and they genuinely don't um no, they just don't they just don't realize that there's more for them to uncover than just having the sexual experience because it's the affection for some women it's the, the touch it's the oh the someone emotions, wants me yeah. and 
the emotions and what I found as well is when I've spoken to you know when you're just speaking to friends family strangers on the train because I'm a chit chat chatterbox and uh, <laughs> clients sometimes it, it comes from a deeper place of sometimes trauma sometimes it's been child molestation Absolutely. sometimes it's been rape sometimes it's been um you know a, abandonment from a, a parent or you know so there's there's that lack of value for themselves anyway their own self-worth because they've not even moved through the trauma so then all of a sudden this guy's saying oh I'll pay for your Uber which is like $20 mm-hmm. $30 or 20 quid 30 quid and suddenly it's like oh my gosh this person values me because they're gonna pay for me to come here and we're gonna have sex and all of a sudden we're gonna have a bit of food and this is great no it doesn't work like that you no, know I mean and, because yeah. it's so, so carry on. No, yeah. I was saying that you 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 raised a good point that there's lots of um, trauma and that women also they are seeking what they need in themselves from other people and we do it all the time. It's not mm. just through sex and with men. You might seek validation through a parent. You might want this validation that they just some par- parents are not capable of parenting properly and they're never going to give it to you. You go around seeking it. You might seek it from your mother-in-law who's never going to give it to you. Or you might go around in friends or even job situations. So women, a lot of times we seek what we need to give ourselves. That love that we want from mm. a man, we need to give ourselves. And it's it's okay. Like I, people don't even realize that trauma could impact their love life or that, you know, per, how, how your parents raise you can impact the way that you interact with your boyfriend or your husband, um, your attachment style, your um, love languages, all of these things that come into play. And most people, to be quite honest, don't think about it at all, right? How many times do you think about what's my love language? Does this other person's love language complement mine? Or is it going to be a constant battle, right? This is very mm-hmm. true because, and it's funny because, <clears throat> while I was on the dating scene it was interesting to observe uh the men who are very conscious about things like the love languages Mm -hmm. um and also about themselves and this is a big thing because for me you know it's about that level of self-awareness that a man has and a woman has about themselves and then also about what they can what we say what you can bring to the table uh, I just feel like it's not necessarily what you bring to the table it's about what you are how you are going to uh, entwine with each other and work as a, a beautiful unit does, does is it complementary are there areas that you're going to have to tweak you know um and you know to, to understand yourself because some people are so caught up in their routine of being who they are that they never do the true mirror work to see what's actually happening um, on the inside. Because they say that the mirror's cold-blooded, mate. You can't lie to the mirror. Like, you Mm -hmm. just cannot lie. You can lie to everybody else. However, you cannot lie directly to yourself because you can see your the win- the eyes of the window to the soul. You start seeing yourself. You realise what's exactly what's going on. And it's really about if you're ready to do the work. Because I've had men who speak to me and they're like... There's one particular guy I remember. He's probably going to hear this as well. He's going to listen because I'll, I'll yeah. send it to him. And he, uh, he, um, he was on the dating scene, and he's very much like Dana. I was wondering why all my past relationships were not mm-hmm. working, or what was happening with 
um, with the breakdown of the relationship, was it me? And he's going to realise a part of me was very needy and I wasn't getting what I needed. I didn't get what I needed from my my mother and I was seeking that out in a in a woman and then it was like I was then I was overcompensating because of what he didn't get for his he was overcompensating in that relationship he's gone with a lot of feminine energy (laughs) he's gone I didn't yeah (laughs) you see and he's like I didn't know how to balance the two and then he's gone then I had to start doing the work he's gone so I started looking at the five languages of the the, Mm -hmm. five love languages and I started to look at um you know parts of you know different books different courses to really identify who I am he's gonna and I've gone back and spoken to ex-partners and asked for their feedback wow. I was like what <laughs> he was like he was like he's gonna have asked for their feedback I wanted to know what happened they were just like are you really being serious it's like yeah I need to know because I'm on a different path and I you know the next woman that I who I speak to it's not going to be a case of I'm always having to be on her phone mm-hmm. line you know she needs her own space and he said you know and, and vice versa and then I want to see what she what she is going to offer me and what I can offer her and what her love language is and if that works it's gone because the truth is it's gone I've dated women that have a different love language to me however I didn't appreciate that love language because it's actually a beautiful thing it's gone sometimes we're looking for the same love language it's gone and we lack the appreciation of a different type of love language that could help us to appreciate life in a completely different way I mean I don't think I don't think people need to have the same love language I think it needs to be complimentary and and that um you know I, I gave this example like if someone has gifts to the love language but the partner doesn't believe in buying gifts or thinks that, you know, uh, holidays are commercial or they're safe, things like that. It's not probably not going to work out because deep down inside, one person feels loved by receiving gifts. And then the other person deep down inside believes it's a waste of time or a waste of money. So it's not, you know, that those are the types of things that you have to look out for. And you raised a few good points. One is that men are not, men have feminine energy too, right? So that's one thing. And when I was mm-hmm. listening to that, I, I I was sensing a lot of feminine energy from from that man. That doesn't mean that you know. And I just want to clarify: this has nothing to do with um, your sexual preferences or anything like that. You know, we're talking even within the context mm-hmm. of heterosexual relationships, women also have masculine energy, right? And we were talking on that, touching on that before with going out and being the lioness and wanting sex and things like that. But the thing is, when you if you think about energy, like if, if, if it's in a circle, it exists in a, in, a, in a sphere or in a circle, there has to be a good balance of both or a good mix of both. You can't have um, the man showing up with feminine energy and maybe he's seeking these feminine women or feminine energy women. But at the end of the day, it's going to be too much feminine energy in that circle. The same thing when you talk about women with too much masculine energy. They, if they're seeking, unless they're perfectly satisfied to be with a feminine energy guy, and there are people like that. There are women that are satisfied being with feminine energy guys. There's men who are satisfied being with masculine energy women. But a lot of times people, you exhibit these qualities, like a woman exhibits these masculine energy qualities, but yet they want the man to take care of them. They want the man to provide for them. They want the nurturer. They want the man to plan vacations and be romantic and do all these things. But if you show up, if you show up mm-hmm. in your masculine energy, there's not enough room in that circle and that's fear for him to do it. And so what happens is you guys start butting heads. It's like two, two, um, you know, bears 
going at it. That's what's going to happen when there's too much masculine energy. If it's too much feminine energy and the man has too much feminine energy, there's not going to be enough action in doing, right? It's going to be this kind of like very emotional state within the relationship. And that's what, when you explained with the gentleman you were talking about, I can imagine you probably had a very emotionally charged relationships and breakups, right? So it's just about that, finding that balance. Mm. And um, part of it is definitely um, you have to kind of accept that men and women, if you believe in this, of course, that men and women have certain roles and men are the nurturers, men are the providers. I talk about with women, you mentioned about bringing to the table. I joke, a woman should say she brings nothing to the table, right? Except her beautiful self. And a lot of people have a problem with that. But I really do believe that when a woman is really in her feminine energy and she's attracting a masculine energy guy, a masculine energy guy doesn't really care what you bring to the table because guess what? He's providing everything. He's providing everything. And that's not to say you mm -hmm. don't work. That's not to say you don't build a business. That's not to say you don't go to school. You know, I'm a lawyer. Who am I to say that a woman shouldn't go to school? I met my husband in law school. If I didn't do that, I wouldn't have met him. I wouldn't have my children. So I'm not def definitely mm -hmm. pleased. I don't want anyone to think that I'm advocating for women to be lazy or not go to school, not make money. You know, make your, <laughs> make your, make your money, but don't you, just because you make money doesn't mean that you shouldn't be wined and dined and that a man shouldn't provide for you. Just because you're smart and intelligent, just because you own a business doesn't mean that you, you don't, don't have this guy that can provide for you and wants to impress you. I, what I see a lot in today's society is that men just don't have to do a lot of work to impress women these days. And we, you know, we get dressed up to the nines. We spend so much money getting dressed up and looking amazing and smelling good. And we're Ubering, delivering ourselves to these guys' houses. And, you know, they don't even have to pay for much. Or like you say, they pay for a $20 meal, you know, and think, oh my goodness, I did so much. But um, we need to really just change the narrative on that. And I think both, if we, if society adopts this or if there's some change, it will benefit both the man and the woman. Because I've spoken to men also who they get, they're not attracted to masculine energy women. They don't like it. They don't like when a woman goes on a date and the woman's talking about, I, you know, I make this amount of money and I'm a partner at the law firm and I'm this and I'm that and I drive this type of car. That woman is un unknowingly, she's leading with masculine energy. And I, we talk about that a lot um, with my clients. I talk about that a lot. Leading with masculine energy. You can have the best car. You can have a nice car. You can have your degrees. You can be great at your job. But when you go into a dating situation or a relationship situation, what are you leading with? Does that, does that have to be part of your conversation at the outset when you're on a date? If you're in your feminine energy, it wouldn't be. You know, and, and and people do have a hard time with it because some people are like, well, I'm proud. I did this and I'm proud of who I am. And why can't I do that? You know, like we discussed before earlier, you can. Mini interlude time. Brie has put together a little exercise for you to listen to. Enjoy. So this is an exercise about um, finding and enforcing your boundaries. It is an exercise that can be applied to any type of boundary. I do want to say that boundaries is something that is different for everybody. Not everyone's going to have the same concern for everything. For instance, I know some people who really can't tolerate when people are late. And I'm not talking in a business context. I'm talking about, you know, on a personal level. They just cannot tolerate when people are late. You know, for me, it's not a big deal. 
Um, but I am, I have a lot of boundaries around, um, you know, the types of things that the way that people speak in my presence, um, as a woman and as a mother, and I have boundaries, uh, sexual boundaries when I was dating, I have my own set of boundaries that it's important to me, but it might not be important or as important to someone else. So I do want to say that when you're thinking about your boundaries, it really is a personal thing. Do not base your boundaries on what someone else's boundaries are. Um, and to that point, um, when, when we talk about the first step, I really need women to get into their feelings. We're talking about feminine energy in the context of these boundaries. So it's really about getting into your feelings and getting out of your head. And the reason why I say that is because when you spend too much time in your head, when you're thinking about your boundaries, you may invalidate your own feelings based on a number of different things. It could be your family, your religion. It could be your um, society and what society says is right and wrong. And I want you to erase all that and only think about how you feel because your boundaries are yours. They're, they're yours. They're yours to carry. They're yours to keep. And they're yours to enforce. Okay, so the exercise is this. Think of yourself as property. And not property that can be bought and sold, not property that someone can do anything they want with, but property in the sense that it needs protection. Okay, so imagine you're in a town, and in that town, there's a lot of rows of houses, rows of homes, row after row of home, as far as the eye can see. But in this particular town, there are no fences and there are no surveys. So as you're walking along the street, There's no way for you to know where one person's property ends and where someone else's begins. And in fact, if you had a home in that town, you actually wouldn't know where your your boundary begins as well because there's no surveys and no fences. So the first thing that I want everyone to do is to take a survey, okay? And this goes to my earlier point. This is your own personal survey. You can think about the big buckets, you know, the sexual boundaries, the physical boundaries, the time boundaries, the friendship boundaries, relationship boundaries, work boundaries. You can think about the big buckets, but within those big buckets, you have to then take a personal survey, go on feelings. That's a good start. How does it feel? So let's take the dating. Let's take sex and dating. How do I feel when a man is not responsive to me? How do I feel when I have sex with a guy and we're not in a committed relationship? Um, How do I feel when I don't receive uh, gifts on my birthday or acknowledgement on my birthday? You have to think about your feelings with respect to those. So take a survey, do a survey and figure out where it ends. Where does it end? If sex is not important to you, then when you, if when you have sex is not important to you, then don't, worry about it it's not an issue for you but if it is write it down this is this is a this is a point this is a boundary point right survey point um if having a guy um respond to you on a consistent basis or daily basis or even an hourly basis if that's important to you responsiveness that's a survey point write it down so you're going to go through this exercise and to start you can just do one or two Um, just to start or one or two areas just to start but ideally you would be doing this for all the things that matter to you 
And as you can see, that can take quite a bit of, of work to get to. Once you have your survey point, the next thing you need to do is you need to build a fence around that survey point, okay? So if your survey point is you don't feel comfortable having sex with a man if you're not in a committed relationship, right? Your survey point can be, I won't accept dates where the expectation might be that I would have sex with the man. So for instance, if that's important to you, you don't accept Netflix and chill dates. Netflix and chills is not an option for you because for the most part, everyone knows what Netflix and chill means, right? So you're not accepting Netflix and chill dates. That's your fence. So survey point is the first thing. Fence is the second thing, right? Because you have to know where it begins and ends. For you to even enforce it, you got to know it. And so some people don't even know what that is. Okay, so you've built a fence around it. Then now you have to figure out what is the protection. Once you've built this fence, what is my protection when someone crosses that fence? When they breach my property, what is going to happen, right? And so again, this is personal, but if we take this example of having sex within a committed relationship and you think about the fence being that you don't accept Netflix and chill dates, um, if a guy, and I, and I always tell clients to think about if then, if a man asks me on a specific type of date where sex is one of the things that could occur, um, we won't say expected because we don't, we don't use that terminology. Sex is never expected. But if it's something that could occur or might occur or typically occurs, I'm just going to decline that date. Okay, and what you're doing there is you're training yourself to think about it. So if a man does ask you on a date to his house and you don't know him and he's not in a committed relationship with you, you're just going to say no, no thank you. Um, you can figure out how you say the no, it's up to you, but you know that you're not going there. Okay, because then what happens is what happens a lot of times is people either don't know that that's a problem for them but they know that they feel bad every single time it happens, but they're not even sure why. Or they know that it's a problem for them, but they have a problem saying no to that person for whatever reason. And that's a whole other topic of the reasons why people don't, can't, or won't hold their boundaries. But the bottom line is, is that you got to know what you're going to do and you have to do it every single time. You're not going to Netflix and chill with the guy because he's cute. You're not going to Netflix and chill with the guy because he messages you a hundred times. You're not going to Netflix and chill with the guy because he's rich, he's smart, he looks like the dream guy that you pray to God for. It doesn't matter. You're going to have this rule in place and you're going to apply it every single time. Okay, so that's the exercise I want you to do. Do it with every single survey point that you can find. You might not find all of your survey points, but just think about it. Think about the things that you don't like. Um, and yeah, and see how it goes. In three, two, one, action. We're back. And where do you think that comes from? Because uh, do you think that's a part of coming from their ego? Or do you think that's coming from uh, they value themselves <laughs> via their money just because we're in such a capitalist masculine Absolutely. system mm-hmm. that they suddenly believe that they suddenly believe that, yeah, you know, if I can say I've got these 
properties, I've got these houses, I've got these cars, I've got, you know, my money up and blah, 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 blah. Excuse me, that they can suddenly, um, they suddenly lead by this because that's what's been put out in the into society and why shouldn't they be that oh, woman, absolutely. you I know? Think that, um, we live in a society that where masculine energy is um, revered. And it's revered in men, obviously, and men have their own issues with toxic masculinity and things like that. And, you know, I don't coach men, but there's issues there as well Mm -hmm. with it being too much and men not being able to access their feminine energy, which they do need to access um, occasionally, uh, occasionally, every once in a while. But um, absolutely, society teaches women to also only respect masculine energy. That's why you get these people men and women who believe that feminine feminine women are weak, feminine women are stupid, feminine women, you know, can't lead anything, they can't, um, you know, do anything. And that's not mm-hmm. true. Femininity can be a power. But you definitely have to have your wits about you with your boundaries and your high value behavior. But you're right, 100% our society um, forces masculine energy on everyone. And so that's why you get women that do lead with masculine energy. But if, I, I find that they do it but again, like I was saying, there's something missing. They do it, but deep down inside, they want this man to, to lead. They want this man to provide and to show interest and to pursue them. Men are the hunters, right? If we, if we think about from the beginning of time, from the caveman days, you know, it's the man because of the, the body structure, because of the hormones, because of there's many different things that go into it. They're the ones that went out and hunted, right? They're the ones that killed the saber-toothed tiger and brought it back home for the family to eat. So th- there's a there's a the providing and the protecting and the action nature is part of our DNA, um, and so both men and women have to get over this stereotype that if you rest in your feminine, there's something wrong with that. And I think that's what it is. A lot of women just feel like that is wrong. It's wrong to rest. It's wrong not to, you know, tout your, the letters for your degrees or how much money you have in the bank or how much property you have. But if you really want to be in a relationship with a masculine energy guy, you gotta, that has to kind of, you have to kind of get out of that, that mindset and change it into femininity being a power. And trust me, when you really get into your feminine, you start attracting everything. You start attracting masculine energy men, other women are attracted to you, like not not platonically, just, you know, they're drawn to your energy, children are drawn mm-hmm. to you, you are happier, you're happier, you're more confident, you're more confident. Um, and I think, again, it's your boundaries and your high value behavior, because I'm not just talking about your exterior. In fact, if you go to my um, page, I mostly talk about your interior, your inner femininity, right? Because like I said before, you can have the hair, the makeup, the clothes, the accessories, the cars even, right? But if you don't believe that you're worth it, if you believe that a guy can just call you at five o'clock and, for a date and you have nothing lined up or you don't have enough um, confidence to say, you know what, I have something, I, I'm busy. Uh, maybe next time you'll give me some notice before this date. I need notice, right? Because I'm a busy woman. I'm an mm-hmm. important person. And like I said, even if you're faking it, mm-hmm. you could be you know, watching Netflix with your cat on the Friday night. I don't, I don't care what you actually do, right? But you can't, but you can't <laughs> telegraph to the world that you have low value, right? Another thing that women do 
to show low value is that they um, are constantly apologizing for everything. You know, you're at a restaurant. I I'm sorry, but the order was wrong. Wh why are you sorry? The order is wrong, right? You, you can say it in a nice way. I'm not mm. saying to be rude at all, but you just have to, women, we just take this stance of um, not valuing our time and our, our money, our, our, our energy. Yeah. We don't protect it. We protect everyone else. We want everyone else to feel mm -hmm. comfortable. We want the man to feel comfortable. We want our best friend to feel comfortable, our mother to feel comfortable, our children, right? But we don't, we don't have that energy and for ourselves. We don't keep the same energy for ourselves. We keep energy for everybody else except ourselves. And that's what I want women to do is just to turn that around, have a little bit of um, cockiness. If people consider it cocky, but have a little bit of cockiness that I am important. I'm no less important than anybody else. Um, I'm a woman and you're going to mm -hmm. treat me as such. Um, one of the tips that I give to my clients is, and I'm going to get skewered for this probably, um, is to try not to do quote unquote male chores in the presence of men. Like, so just lean back a little bit. You don't have to kill every bug and empty all the garbage and like prove your worth because a lot of times what women do when they do that, they're trying to prove their worth. They're trying to say, look at me. I can do it all. Look at me. I can go to work and I can take care of the kids and I can empty the garbage and I can, you know, plow the snow and I can do everything. And usually, mm -hmm, mm, nine times and out of ten, the... when a woman does that, she's <clears throat> getting appreciated in return. That's the thing that I see. Mm -hmm. I don't really see women like that being appreciated. Mm. And it's it's interesting because I classify that. Well, I say I classify that, but in sociology, they call call mm -hmm. that the dual burden. You know. The woman being the feminine and the masculine, she feels that she needs to go to work mm -hmm. and then look after the children and do everything at the same time, you know. Um, what mm -hmm. I wanted to touch back on, again, was the value book. Because I, I speak to a lot of men. I do a lot of little polls in my um, in my mm -hmm. Instagram. So if anyone wants to go have a little questionnaire, there's always questionnaires rolling through there. And what I find is I, I ask men often, do you feel that a woman is, uh, you know, do you feel that pressure to make a certain amount of money uh, in this society? Because now women are looking at you like, do you have that house? Do you have that car? Do you have that business? Do you have that career? You know, are you really a provider? And do you have that pressure to do that? And what was interesting was before, I remember mm -hmm. I, like years ago, there was this case of a lot of um, men were saying, yep, they do that. And now it's a bit of 50-50 because they're saying, well, actually not so much so because they are, all, they, I, I asked them specifically, is your expectation then of a woman to be also bring monetary value to the table? She, it's not just about you sitting there and potentially being the housewife or you being there and you have got say a business on the side but that he's still doing everything in the household and it was like yeah I expect her to go out have a career have a business this that and still be doing what she's doing with the children so that when you're seeing I, I'm seeing mix, a mixture of that and when you've got that constantly being projected into society there is a um I think what it is is a, mm -hmm. a lack of education and a very a broken down sense of communication, <clears throat> especially between men and women, in terms of what it is that they truly want and what is it that they truly need. Because I believe until they 
you know the the that individual knows what it is that they need for themselves and how they can self-soothe and look after themselves and their own inner child and their own inner work then there's there might be that constant imbalance that's going to keep sparking up until they do that work that they can say this is what's happened this is what I desire in a relationship is this person compatible for me and this is what I want and also I want you to touch on Mm -hmm. um, diet because I'm always intrigued by the hormones that I've been putting to the foods and you know imbalances of like women and you know little estrogen or too much testosterone and is that affecting you know how women are even feeling about themselves you know because I've had uh, clients talk about now you know I'm having more bodily hair I feel more masculine because the site is telling me that I should I should like you know remove my facial hair or remove mm-hmm. my underarm hair and all the rest of it but I've naturally got a lot of more testosterone in my body so I do actually feel more masculine is that something that needs to be brought to the table outside Mm. of the spiritual side of things and that energetical realm are we looking at the physical in terms of are we looking at the diet the nutrition are we looking at what we were putting into our body while that's while that's creating it and then also what we're we're digesting it digesting in our mind you know Mm -hmm. so the videos that we're watching the music that we're listening to you know yeah yeah because the music for me is like depending on the genres of what you're you're listening to has also helped to um steer the the different uh movements and and roles of of both genders you know and I think that's going to be very important Mm. so I'd love to hear your your perspective on that said um is we talked about um you know 50 50 relationships and Anybody that knows me knows that I am not a fan of 50-50 relationships. I don't believe in them. Um, And even if you are working and contributing to your household, I think the man should be contributing more. Again, that goes into masculine and feminine energy. Um, I also think that men, I have this thing that I say, they want a 1950s wife in the kitchen and with their kids, but they want a new millennium wife to help pay for the mortgage. You can't have it both ways, right? So a lot of times what happens is men, they expect the 50-50, but I always give women a few statistics to think about. The first thing is, and I'm, this is a United States statistics, I, I know that it um, varies according to country. Men, women, make, women make 81.6 okay. cents for every dollar a man makes. So this is on average, if you take the average woman and the average man, um, 81.6 cents. A woman has to work a few months, and for some women, way longer than that to make the same amount of money. There's something called equal payday. And I think this year was March 31st in the United States. So that means that the woman had to work all of 2019 and then up until, and don't cite me hundred percent on that date, but you get the point. She had to work those extra three or four months to make the same amount of money that the man made. The numbers are, wor- the numbers are worse for most uh-huh. women of color and for women without formal education, okay? Women also, like you touched on, we do the lion's share. And I'm talking about middle-class households. I'm not talking about, you know, women that have nannies and cooks and all that. Just regular middle-class women that go out and work for pay. They come home, they cook, they clean. When the kid is sick in the middle of the night, they're the ones that are waking up. They're the ones that are making sure that the kid has medicine. When the school school calls, and this is pre-COVID, but you know, when the school calls and your kid's sick, the woman is the one that's expected to leave her job and go. We are the ones that do it, right? 
So we're at that detriment. Childbirth mm -hmm. is generally safe, but still a danger. It, it, things can happen in childbirth. Women are the overwhelming consumers of the multi-billion dollar beauty industry. We're the ones that are going in and getting makeup, removing hair, uh, you know, hair, the nails, um, you name it, we're doing it. We're participating in that multi-billion dollar industry. So then when you want to talk about equity, to me, if you look at all those different factors, I don't think it's fair for then for you to say to the woman, then, okay, now contribute 50% to this relationship. The man is not doing the same amount that the woman's doing, and he's not expected to do the same amount. If my child goes to school without proper lunch, they might not say what's wrong with me, but everyone's going to be like, what's wrong with the mom? They're not going to ask about my husband's, why didn't he pack the lunch? Inside their head, they're going to be like, wow, what, what, what happened with this mother? Why didn't she do it? You know what I mean? There's so many different expectations. Mm -hmm. So for me, I don't believe in 50-50 relationships. I think it skews the masculine and feminine, feminine energy. I'm not saying that everyone has to marry someone that can provide 100% because that's not realistic. But I do think that the man should be contributing more. It keeps him in his masculine energy and his provider energy. Um, the other thing that you mentioned was about... Um, food and um, food and um, hormones and things like that. Um, as much as you can, I do think that you should um, eat organically just because I think there's so much other stuff besides even just energy. You can talk about illnesses like cancers that may be caused by foods, you know, this GMO genetically modified food. So I think as much as possible, um, you should try to eat organically. And a lot of women are also um, doing things where they're even um, if you think about feminine hygiene products, there's actually hormones and feminine hygiene products. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of women are now going, yeah, now are yeah, going towards these um, ways of having hygiene products that are more natural. Um, same thing with makeup. A lot of women are also moving towards um, more natural makeup as well. Uh, there's some certain brands that definitely have more natural stuff. So I think as much as you can, you should take the hormones out. If someone feels, um, and I do want to say this as well, because we're talking about this energy, if someone feels more masculine for whatever reason, I don't think they should also, sh I don't think they should force themselves to subscribe to what I'm saying, because that person has to that woman has to honor who she is as well and if this really doesn't work for you for whatever yeah. reason um I, it has to be an inner reason though so if it's how you feel if it's how you just wake up in the morning and you just feel more masculine I want you to honor that I want women to honor that what I don't want you to do is say that I have to wake up go to work contribute 50 percent come home cook clean not hire a nanny because he doesn't want me to you know spend the family budget on it and all these other things, that's what women do. And that's what I don't like. I, you know, if you feel masculine or have more masculine energy naturally, inner, in, innerly, innerly, that's not a word, <laughs> inwardly, <laughs> inwardly <laughs> then honor that. But please, I don't want you to, I don't want you Uber delivering yourself to guys' apartments in the middle of the night. Um, and then the third thing that you mentioned, and I am a big believer of this, is music and media and the words that you hear and everyone that knows me knows that i i don't curse a lot in general but i don't use negative words um mm -hmm. you know i'm a black woman a black american woman i live in toronto now but i'm a black american woman i don't use the n-word mm -hmm. i don't use as a woman i don't use the b-word i don't use it i don't find 
value and power in those words. I actually think it's very degrading. I think women, people in general, um, whether you're a marginalized, um, you know, ethnic minority, whether you're a woman, um, whatever category you fall into, I think it's there's danger in taking words that are meant to be negative and finding power in them. Now, again, I'm not trying to tell anyone how to live their life. If you want to use the B word and the N word, be my guest. But I do think that um, that impacts the way you feel about yourself. And if you're constantly listening, yeah. I'm very glad that you said that because I have a big thing about the N word. And um, it's interesting because I've got a friend who I said to her, the next time she uses that on on the phone Mm -hmm. to me, I'm dropping the phone down on her. And um, yeah, I said, yeah, I said to her, I'm dropping the phone down on her because, and she slipped it in here and there. And I was like, you know what? I've got to really set these boundaries because for me, words are vibration. They, you know, words are spells, you know, you're casting, (laughs) um, you know, things over your life that do not have a positive connotation on them. And it's funny because when I was, going on uh, I was chatting, in fact I was chatting to this guy and um he referred to he doesn't like um he used the word mm-hmm. yep. uh the b word essentially and I said you know what for me the fact that you can even refer to another set of women as re- using that word or women in as a whole saying using that word it's very exactly. degrading I think it's low vibrational and for me, if you're setting the tone here already, you need to jump off my phone line, mate. He was like, oh, everyone's too hypersensitive. I've got friends that use this. Women, I said, and where are they in their exactly. life in terms of what they're, why they're using that word um, in terms of, um, you know, the, how much they're truly valuing it? Like I said, I can imagine some mm-hmm. people use it in jest. So I'm not, you know, <coughs> excuse me, sorry. Um I can imagine, yeah, people use it in jest. And, of course, mm-hmm. I was no saint. I used to use it myself, you know. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I just questioned him. I said, you need to question yourself why you feel that's okay. And he said, no, I've got the most respectful women. I said, well, how can you have the most respectful women? And that's what you're referring to as a set of women. Because did you think he was a he mm-hmm. was um, of mixed mm-hmm. heritage um, descent and um, – mixed heritage of you know a few different uh, mm-hmm. uh you know, like backgrounds and um he said his preference was uh okay. black women at the time and he referred to a set of other women as using the b word and first and foremost number one you know you, referring to women as that is just wrong which and to think yeah, that you exactly. would impress me by using that psh, mate that like nah but we're not here yeah. for any of that. We're just not here yeah. for it. So I understand that. And I truly believe in the fact that words are, you know, you cast um, spells and you cast things on your life by the power of the tongue. What's it? Is it Proverbs? Mm-hmm. Life and death is off the tongue. So, you know, so it's important that you're speaking life into your life and speaking life and value into who you are and what you're willing to accept and what you're not willing to accept um there's another thing I wanted to touch on and Mm -hmm. I I like the fact that you brought up the statistics of the um the disparity between 
uh, mm-hmm. men and women's income streams because that's very important. However, I also wanted to mention the flip side of that because there's also a lot of women who are also mm-hmm. earning a, a substantial, substantially more than men, especially those who are a lot more educated and they may not even find um, they may not even find particularly someone that's on the same, mm-hmm. uh, you know, income level as them. And this guy doesn't particularly bring monetary value to the to the table. He's not bringing that to the to the fam to the into the within that unit. He's bringing, oh, I'm dedicated. I'm hardworking. Mm-hmm. I've got you know, I've got potential to do other things. I've got my own dreams. You know, I'm helping you in the household as well as she's holding down this amazing job you know I feel that some part of the narrative is too is really held on to Mm -hmm. excuse me about money and the holding the value of money within the dynamics of a relationship and to some degree there is um there's always going to be an imbalance somewhere and there's always going to be a sense of uh how can I say like like a hurdle sometimes to go over or to move through in a relationship where someone might not even be working for a while. Your man might not be working for the next year or 12 months, especially we're going through this this particular season at the moment. People are losing their jobs. Mm -hmm. And then if we're adding so much value onto, oh, he should be the provider. I'm, you know, a woman doesn't need to provide so much or she doesn't need to probably work so much. But at the same time, I'm, I'm very much a kind of, woman that I'm Mm -hmm. about my own financial stability whether I have a man or not or whether I'm married or not I want it to be a case of if something happened to him and he wasn't well enough or he just needed he said you know what I need six months out I need 12 months out because my mind my emotional my spiritual mindset is just not where it's supposed to be I would want him to be able to say yeah let's fall back and I can take the reins for a while and then strategically look at Mm -hmm. you know the finances how we're going to do this you know are Mm -hmm. we going to have an au pair that comes in that helps to look after the children while I might take on more work or why I might you know branch out into a different kind of business so there's there's also a case of what are you you know I feel that it should be what it should be very much in terms of a, a good a sense of planning and um, execution of that. And this isn't just for short term, for long term, because I, be, I truly believe that a lot of relationships are, yeah, we're right now, we're staying present, this is great. However, what is the, the five-year plan, the 10-year plan, the 15-year plan, the, the long-term goal? Is it to for us to have financial freedom within the relationship are we going to work as a unit is it going to be bigger than is this is this relationship bigger than just us is it bigger than just oh we're providing for ourselves and our family right now or is it just um this immediate family or is it oh we're actually going to create something together that's going to provide for generational wealth and it's funny because again you went through the statistics and I was looking at I mean, I took take this away from the UK and I went back to America again and I looked at the um the dis the the disparity between generational mm-hmm. wealth between say black Americans and white Americans and even having the sense of financial knowledge and understanding the the fact that 
uh, especially with, um, mm -hmm. you know, like insurances, life insurances, all these kind of things, getting educated, you know, even the fact that, mm -hmm. you know, black men are so targeted over there and in terms of the, you know, imprisonment and lots of different things that are going to be there to kind of hold them back, should that be the case. Is everybody looking at, oh, can we, can we, um, you know, how are we going to come together as a collective, as a village? You know, how are mm -hmm. we going to change this dynamic here? Because that is so heavily pushed into, um, you know, hip hop and, you know, everything that's going, that's very heavily t dominated towards uh, influencing black men and women of m being all very money orientated. And this is why I'm also looking at the groundwork of the education, the real grounding and the real wisdom and knowledge that has to take place that yes, finances are one of the, mm -hmm. it's the biggest cause usually for breakups with alongside adultery. But are you looking at the foundations of the relationships, the foundations of the inner work, the inner trauma, the inner healing that needs to happen for everyone to have that, that, uh, that ability to move forward in a very uh, holistic and um, mm -hmm. positive way so that it's not just about the masculine and the feminine is in this he should be the provider and I should do x y and z because there has to be a level of understanding that there's going to be some sort of there's going to be that glass ceiling for, that you have for, that we talk about for women that are also going to be there for mm -hmm. certain men regardless I'm not just talking about black men but across the board now there's going to be certain barriers that everyone's going to come across are we looking at that are we being strategic are we sitting down are we having a plan are we thinking this is what we we're going to do this is how we're going to work as a unit and this is how we're going to go forward mm -hmm. you know and for me that's a big thing in terms of how I'm going to look at future relationships you know am I going to also be able to provide to convey to my children you know your mom can provide and also be financially stable so that you know it's great that we're in this amazing marriage and whatever god forbid that was to break down and collapse in 15 years time 10 years you don't even know because you know you want to manifest and say it's going mm -hmm. to be the greatest but you know some things happen naturally he could pass away she could pass away am I financially stable do I know how to pay the bills do I know how to do um do I know how to nurture my children with my feminine energy and yet still convey to them that the bit to be able mm -hmm, to move into mm -hmm. masculine energy to execute when they need to so I feel that it's really about a balance yeah. um that's from that's my perspective anyway it's good to have that healthy balance and also to because I also mm -hmm, like the fact exactly. that they will provide for me you know and <laughs> they will look after me you know so um so I like that as well so I do enjoy being in my feminine and um but I also do make it clear to a man that I'm with that yes I do love being in my feminine I love the fact that you will provide in different ways however it's not just going to be about yeah. monetary value it's that emotional it's that spiritual substance that you know a lot of people are craving that depth that yeah. money just not necessarily is going to cover and it's mm -hmm. um yeah money's not necessarily going to cover and are we both going to do the work to that that healing that love that um positivity that radiation of you know beauty and growth is going to constantly keep blossoming and renewing yeah, I, I think you know you in, so in the relationships um so I think the, the main thing that I want, want to say is that 
I think that you're right. Women are now historically um, women, I think across the world, certainly in North America, they're more educated now. They're making more money um, in certain demographics. You mentioned like African-American demographics. The women are certainly kind of pulling ahead in terms of education and money and things like that. I could, I have, that's like a whole, I can, we could do a whole podcast on just that. Um, <laughs> but I think um, there's, so there's several things. I think if you're a woman, <laughs> if you do make a good salary, I think you still, and this is just my personal opinion. I think it still works the best when the man contributes mm-hmm. the most. That's not to say that if you're married and your man loses his job, your husband loses his job, that you're not going to support him. Of course you will, because that's your family, right? That's your husband. You're legally and spiritually and morally responsible for that family, including your husband. So that's different. A lot of times, though, what I see it, I see it in unmarried women. And, 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 and so for me, that's a little bit different. I'm talking about a husband in the context of a, a, a legal and spiritual marriage. Not when I say spiritual, I don't mean hold my hand and we're spiritually married. I mm-hmm. mean that you're legally responsible. <laughs> it's registered with the government, um, but <laughs> but mm-hmm. that's different. And I think that the the, the, dy- the dynamics of a wife um, supporting her husband if he wants to take a sabbatical, if he's going through something, if he loses a job, because people lose their jobs, even very even very high net worth individuals now because of quarantine and because of COVID we're feeling it we're all feeling it not everyone is at the same level financially as they were before so that's completely different um and i would say that if you're married and especially if he's been the one that's Mm -hmm. been supporting you guys the family for the for the most part absolutely it's loving um wifely wife thing to do is to support that man but what i do see a lot of times is women that are not married and they're taking on they're treating that man like a husband but he's not treating you like a wife right and so I, I, that I don't agree with. I, I think if, mm-hmm. if it's a matter of someone dating in that situation, I think you should be dating um, with purpose. And I think you should be dating advantageously. And it, this is a little bit controversial, but I do think that, you know, if you're of dating age, you should be looking for someone that matches you or exceeds you. Um, it's not just about money, though, because if someone is has a lot of money but is an, a, not a nice person, doesn't, um, you know, we talked about love language, doesn't vibe with your love language, doesn't, you know, maybe they don't believe the same religious beliefs as you, or, okay. you know, it's diametrically opposed. It's not going to work. It's not just about the money. Absolutely not. But um, I think the ability to provide goes into that masculine energy category. And so what happens a lot of times when men are not fulfilling that role, they don't even know it themselves, but they're not feeling like a man in that relationship. They're not feeling good in that relationship. And I've seen lots of relationships, mm. even with people that are professionals. You get like a doctor, a female doctor, and she's married to say another female doctor. And he goes and, and I'm not condoning cheating at all, but he goes and he cheats with someone who, you know, maybe his secretary or the cashier at the store. And then the wife is beside herself and she's saying, I am a doctor. I make this amount of money. How can you do that to me? Because, uh, and, and again, I'm not condoning cheating, but in that moment, I bet you dollars to donuts in that moment when he's with that cashier or with the receptionist, and I'm not degrading those jobs, by the way. I think those are valid jobs. He feels like a man. He feels like he can contribute mm-hmm. and kind of change her world and rock her world in a way that he may not feel with his wife if he's not able to do the same thing. Um, so it's it's very complicated. It's not an easy thing. Um, it's, it's not an easy thing, but I definitely think um, your example about the husband and wife 
I agree with a hundred percent. And I think women should be financially stable. You should, you should know how to support yourself. If your husband does pass away, um, you should be on documents. You should make sure your, you know, your, your name should be on the house, on the deed, you know, life insurance, all these things, you should, that those things should be sound and set. And you should be with someone that in case something does pass away, he does pass away, you can go on. You have that savvy, you know how to pay bills, you know how to go to the bank. You know, you know, some, you know, some women don't know mm-hmm. what is in their name. I mean, that's sad, right? Like you need to know these things. And you mentioned that you need to get into your masculine energy to know about your finances, right? You need to get into your masculine energy to even raise your kids. It takes a lot of masculine energy, actually, to be a mother. It takes masculine energy, right? To move that along. So I, I would never um, advocate that a woman doesn't, um, doesn't um, provide for herself financially and not go to school. Um, but I think, like I said, if you're single and you're dating, I do think you should be dating with purpose. That is something that I definitely promote with my clients. I think you should date for purpose. And there should be lots uh-huh. of things under there, though. It's not just money. Yeah, it's yeah. spiritual. It's love languages. It's attachment styles, right? It's so many different things. There's so many things that you should be asking. Do they want kids? How are they going to discipline those kids? You know, do they, do, right? It, no, because you'll, you'll be surprised. You'll be surprised how many people they get married and they have that conversation. So when the kids come along, you know, one person wants to do it like the old school way and one person wants to do it the new millennium way and they don't agree and they're butting heads. You have to have these conversations. So no, it's not just about money, but I definitely think that um, mm-hmm. men probably feel more like men when they can provide. And even if it's not 100%, because let's be real about the reality of most middle-class people, it's not gonna happen. But if they're still contributing most, I do think they would kind of stay activated Mm. in their masculine energy. What happens a lot of times when the woman is contributing half Mm -hmm. or more, she's gonna go in and you know what, you're not gonna be, for most women, you're not gonna be like, oh, I'm gonna roll over and just um, let you leave me. And <laughs> I'm gonna submit to you whatever you wanna do with the finances if you're also contributing the money. And so then you start butting heads, right? And so I think mm-hmm. a lot of it is with the man too. Like I said, they kind of want the 1950s wife in the kitchen, but they <laughs> want the two millennium wife, you know, it, contributing, you can't have it both ways. And so if you're the one that, if you are contributing most, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Just be aware that that is, you're probably going to be in your masculine energy. And he's probably going to be in his feminine energy, if that's the case. And it may not work out. You got to look at that. Mm. It's, it's very true. You raise a valid point there. And I do think it's important that... Um, that there has to be a level, especially when you're looking at whose incomes, what, that the man can actually say, yeah, I'm going to be the person that provides for this woman and I'm going to be, you know, I can look after and blah, 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 because it actually just makes Mm -hmm. a man feel a lot more masculine. However, I always go back to, is this because a man is Mm -hmm. having to become a slave to his ego, you know? Is it part of that ego side that makes him say, well, yeah, I, you know, I provide for her and I do this is is part of masculine energy, mm-hmm. part of the ego. Beautiful things are created through the ego. That's not to say the ego is anything negative at all. It's just also to highlight the fact that sometimes it's important to starve the ego and to understand that there's a part of you that can, uh, oh, yeah. can thrive with having that balance, you know, and to be like, yeah, my wife does earn the same as mm-hmm. me or, you know, or I do earn more 
and but she's she's just in this this feel that she she was raised for example I know those people that have been raised that they feel that they should contribute 50 percent me personally I've been in re- relationships mm-hmm. where my partner's earning you know mm-hmm. solid a lot of well a lot of money put it that way a lot of money and he's never said to me oh d exactly. come in um exactly. you know I want you to purchase this or I want you to buy this or because yeah, naturally he was yeah. can you hear me yeah because naturally he was in his as you said his masculine energy because he was like I'm providing for you blah 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 however what's one what's interesting about that relationship is whilst he was the provider um of monetary value he had very much um feminine energy this particular man he had feminine energy and um yeah and he yeah it was feminine energy and I wondered if it was because Mm -hmm. he had uh daughters girl dads <laughs> I wondered if they 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 open up to more feminine energy because they've got daughters I've always been intrigued about this you know that's mm-hmm. something I'm going to talk to to dads about because I want to know if there's a different energy that shifts between that between their son and daughters because I remember mm-hmm. I met this man actually let me just digress I, re- I, met, I met this man and I, I spoke to him and he said he had children and immediately I was like you've got daughters and he's gone how did you know I said there was just something about you that just felt mm-hmm. that little bit more nurturing towards me than the other mm-hmm. guy that I just spoke to <laughs> who clearly has three sons it was it was interesting it was just a really interesting dynamic to see the difference between the the two of them and I've I've always like had mm-hmm. a look and seen if I can tell if someone's a girl dad or a boy dad or if there's a mixture going on and it's always been interesting for me so yeah mm-hmm. that's another thing um and he was in his anyway back to my ex-partner he was he had like female he had daughters and he had that feminine energy in there however I do realize that part of the um part of uh him feeling like a man was the fact that he could provide he just he just he was he was like I'm a provider I do this I do that you know you never have to dip your hands into your pocket because Mm -hmm. you are not earning a fraction of what I earn it just wouldn't be stupid it'd be just he's just like it just wouldn't make sense and for me I would do it as a gesture because I just Mm -hmm. I'm just like actually it's nice for him to feel treated so like I'd you know (laughs) like go out and buy a present or go and buy food or go and buy like pay for a dinner here and there and he'd be like oh see why did you do that for he'd be like I could get used to this like you know he's a joker like that you know um but it's um it's uh I, I really feel that I can see what you're saying in that respect and um I've had different partners that are probably not not as wealthy or are just as wealthy mm-hmm. so they 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 need that 50 percent and then I've had partners that I've earned more money than them and I felt it immediately where it became um they didn't Mm -hmm. they they were uncomfortable with the fact that I was earning Mm -hmm. more money at the time because I I was because I was young and I had my own business at the time and Mm -hmm. um I I was you know they'd hear me closing sales on the phone and it was just it felt a little bit more um I guess for them it was more like oh my gosh I can't live up to this females expectations or it was a case of then it was like they'd look to me to pay and I was like "Eh, what and I realized that my energy was not feeling the fact that all of a sudden I you're looking at me at the restaurant to pay for the bill and it wasn't like 50 50% 
50 or whatever. Mm. And I remember my ex-boyfriend before that, he obviously had all that money that was with for so long. He was just, he immediately, which is what, what is going to be interesting when I send this to him. Mm-hmm. He, he immediately said, exactly what you said. He's gone, nah, D, you can't be dating like that. You need to date with purpose. He was like, nah, you cannot move from me. I agree. To someone that I doesn't agree. earn as much money. who's looking at you to pay your bill. No. And he was like that. He was like, that just does not work. I he was like, like that guy. is not in the I program. Like he was like, that's <laughs> not in the program. Because I was younger then. I was like 24, 25. And he was just like, nah, that's not in the program. He's like, I know you're trying to, you know, be, you know, this person that looks at, not doesn't look at money and blah, blah, blah. He's gone, long term, he's gone, I know you, you're going to, he's going, you mm-hmm. can have very uh, dominant masculine energy. He's gone, I know that about you. Um, when you're ready, he's gone, it can also be quite exactly. intimidating. So imagine me who earns that amount of money, he's gone, <laughs> and you can make me go, mm, sometimes he's got because mm-hmm. he, he said that about me and I was young and he was considerably older than me at the time uh-huh. he's like 36 37 I was like 24 and he was just like you he's going you can make me feel uh he's gone mm-hmm. and it's not to do with the fact that uh it's yeah. money it's, it's probably just like the way you think or your mindset or the way you looking at things or you know he's going it's very you're very self-assured he's going to that can be intimidating as well he's going and some people can move that from being feminine energy to very masculine if they're not comfortable in themselves as a as a a man or if they're just learning who they are as a man so I remember he raised that with me that was interesting so I've been listening to what you've been saying as well because I've heard a mixture it's like oh my gosh you are so Mm -hmm. I can hear this very there's a very feminine side to me (laughs) very like relaxed you know gentle submissive yeah you have that and then there's the other side that's just like mate I'm not having it boom 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 it's just I'm not doing this this is not working and I just don't and that's and I can see that when I and this is what I think that some women might struggle with is if you are intellectually superior and there it sounds harsh but if your intellect because I say there's seven different forms of intelligence however if strategically you are more intellectual than your partner that alone can be very intimidating it doesn't even have to be about them providing for you with money I've had I've had partners that provide money but if you supersede their intelligence and they feel like they cannot match you in that respect that again can make him not Mm -hmm. feel as masculine and then that's also about how do you then move into the feminine to nurture that that relationship in that respect because that's someone's deep insecurities and that's someone's um you know then it's but then I've then I'm the kind of person that's like, mate, you're insecure about someone being smarter than you. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what you need to do. Like, this, this, you need to go read a book. That's what you need to do. Or you need to go, or you yeah. need to take accountability for your own growth. That's, that's what you so need funny. to do. So, yeah, so I've got that as well. So, yeah. but at the same time, it's very nurturing and I want to help someone and grow someone. Exactly. At the same time, you, there's a lot of women you, out there that are being yeah. mothers to men no. that haven't been raised. No. You know, and no one's got time for that. No one's got time to be raising you and you've got do you know I mean you need to learn how to to some degree raise yourself and that woman can complement that nurturing you know and vice versa because I believe that it's a it's a good thing to to learn and grow and teach of your partner but the time where it feels like I'm you know let me just pick you up yeah no definitely put you on my breast that's it that's the situation 
exactly. you know that's, that's the situation that I'm gonna have to pick you up put my no. my breast and be like that nah, nobody's got sorry nobody's got I, I I'm, I'm being honest if no, people hear this podcast be like oh I wow I'm just like I don't have time for that, for that. although I, I do I think I think women take on this role of nurturing and they take it to the a different level a, a nurturer a wife uh, someone who is kind and empathetic doesn't mean mm. that you have to take on his dirty work for him. You don't have to give him the books that he has to read. And I would even say I would go further than that. Um, like we were saying with your ex-boyfriend, I think women do need to date with discernment. You don't have to date someone. You don't have to feel bad about saying, I want someone who has a certain level of education, a certain level of intellect, a certain level of money, a certain level of, you know, or is business-minded, entrepreneurial. There's nothing wrong with that. You, ha- you should have standards. And if you are a person that is more well-rounded and you do have these things, there's nothing wrong with wanting that from a partner because what happens is that you get together with someone and inevitably he is going to start feeling some type of way about your education, about your... I had an ex-boyfriend when I was in law school before I met my husband and he had a, a bachelor's degree. So he was educated, good job, is working on Wall Street. Mm-hmm. And he didn't like the fact when I went to law school, he started accusing me of, oh, you're using big words. You're using these words. It's the way you are when you're with your, your um, law student, your fellow law students. I don't like that. And I realized I'm like, I can't marry this guy because I'm not, uh, I'm not dealing with that. And I ironically, I ended up meeting my husband in law school. So we had the same level of education, but I knew deep down inside like I'm not dealing with a guy it's not my thing it's not my job to make you feel comfortable it's not my job to I'm not gonna not use the quote-unquote big words that you think I am I'm not gonna not hang out with my fellow law students I'm not going to do that I'm not gonna diminish my sparkle I talk about this a lot with women I don't diminish my sparkle to make you feel comfortable including with a man but part of that is having your um you know you can have a, a checklist the checklist doesn't have to say he has to look like Brad Pitt or he has to look like, you know, um, you know, whatever guy that you think is the the cutest guy. Like he, that's that, that I'm not talking about that type of checklist, okay. but a basic checklist in terms of if you, education is important to you, education, if money is important to you, money. You mentioned something about when you were making mm. a lot of money as a young woman, inherently, mm. you didn't like that feeling of feeling like you had to pay for the date. Right. You didn't like it. That's the type of energy that I'm asking women to, to listen to. So don't Mm -hmm. take that energy and then say, well, society says that in order to be a good person Mm -hmm. or to be a good feminist or to be a fill in the blank, I have to pay for this check, right? Don't do that. Honor your inner feelings. Just like I said before, if you inwardly feel masculine as a woman, honor that too. Don't, but what I don't want women to do is to take that feeling and then say, society says this, feminism says that. You know, my mother says this, my ex-boyfriend said that, or what will my friends think about me if I have mm-hmm. these standards? Are they going to think that I'm too stuck up? Are they mm-hmm. going to think this? It doesn't matter. If it's important to you, then you should definitely retain it. Do not diminish yourself for anyone. But in order for you not to diminish yourself for people, you have to surround yourself with people mm-hmm. and not just men. You have to surround yourself with like-minded people. Does that mean that everyone's going to be on the same page as you? No. Does that mean that you don't talk to the the girl that you grew up with in from the neighborhood? No, I'm not saying that. But in general, there's this theory that people are the sum of, or the average of the five people that they hang out with the most, right? 
So if you're hanging out with people that are go-getters and entrepreneurs and, mm -hmm. you know, educated and makes money and makes moves, you're going to start absorbing that energy. And you're going to, you know, I don't know how true it is about being the average of those five people, but I get the whole mm -hmm. point that you are, you know, birds. My mom used to say when I was little, birds of a feather flock together, right? Water seeks, water seeks its own level. There's something to that. And I think a yeah. lot of times with, with women, we have to get comfortable with not being with someone. You don't have to be with someone. So it's not that my only options are these guys that, you know, are, that have no, mm. that don't know anything about a business. I mean, they can't keep a job. Those are my only options. So I have to get with him and then deal with his insecurities or raise him up or help him apply for jobs or tell him he needs to go get a job. I hear women do that all the time. Women are doing resumes for their man. They're like applying for jobs for them you know, signing up to these online sites for them because they are with someone that they inherently think needs fixing. And women do that a lot too. We get with someone and we, we want to fix. Mm-hmm. Of course, I, we all I, have. I won't even lie. I've been guilty of yeah. that. I've been guilty of being um, a project manager for somebody else's life. And and um, mm -hmm. I feel that this is something as well that I'd like to talk about with people in general that there's I can understand there's a difference between of someone course. who is like a man who's going through he's got is going through a spell yes. of like depression of or he's going through anxiety is going for and you you're in that relationship and you're supporting that person I understand different. like if it's something to do with mental health and you're giving someone that boost mm -hmm. you're nurturing them you're that supportive partner that makes sense do you know what I mean at the same time there are a lot of men and women because men do it as well that will take on a woman that they genuinely oh know goodness. that yes. they are carrying spiritually <laughs> emotionally mentally you know and it, yeah it's, it's a heavy weight on them that they suddenly need to they need to lift and they can't shift at the same time I also say to people well there's a time that there are people that yeah, actually do that, do that effectively and it's amazing <laughs> and it grows and it blossoms into said, something yes, beautiful at the same time <laughs> pardon <laughs> Joker. so there are people that do that so um so well and you know but then there's others that just don't have the intellectual capacity on a spiritual level emotional intelligent level to even then help that person into a different uh different to 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 take them to the next level of where they want to be because I do not believe that you cannot have a partner that not necessarily isn't of course um, not, isn't yeah. quite there or you know because no one's completely perfect that you can actually nurture someone and grow with them be like actually let me let me teach you this because mm -hmm. I remember again I'll go back to that particular relationship that I mentioned before he was obviously yeah. so like you know far into his career and everything um that when I came to the table, I was like, you, I, I was like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? And he's like, D, you're smart, it's okay, do this, do that, blah, 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 blah. But we took different things from each other. So I'm very strategic. So I was like, actually, you need to look at X, Y, and Z, blah, 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 with your team. Mm -hmm. And he was like, this is ridiculous that you're, you're young and looking at these different types of, what types of dynamics within the actual company. And then he was just like, mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Do your yeah, organizational exactly. skills. Oh, let me sort you out. So it was just like, you know, so you, so he was seeing parts of me. So he was learning parts of my 
mindset and the way I think and the way I would mm-hmm. be like I think you should do this because that's because I'm all about prevention before cure and I think this will be good and that will be good to implement that and you've got budget for this so you should use that and bring someone in because then you can you're reinforcing why you deserve that increase and you know that the little things like that and then mm-hmm. he was like D why can't even you get your expenses together what's going on and I remember him sitting there particularly there was like hundreds of uh train tickets because I used to be an account manager or something at the time yeah I was um for a company that spell before I moved over to do my business and I just had so much Mm -hmm. stuff to reimburse and he was like he literally sat there and showed me how he organized things and he's he's so methodical and I learned things from my partner there so that you know and I believe that I remember my friend Stephen I'm gonna have to get Stephen on this you know on this podcast and Stephen said to me he always said to me Dana um one thing I would always say when you're going into a marriage is to understand the value of teaching each other things and knowing that this person is willing to be that you can change the role of being the teacher and the student effectively so that not one person's reliant on someone to just do one thing or you know you are teaching each other and then you're creating something together so that it's bigger than just the actual relationship it's gone you know you might start a charity together you might start something together that also is bigger than just you it's for humanity it's for you know your family it's just it's just beautiful so then you can even learn about each other in a completely different setting other than just this dynamic of this relationship and we we cook with this with that together but and that that can work for some people he's gone well if you know that you you generally need more stimulation then it's important for you to be able to find partners yeah, that you I think can do that and nurture and grow with in different ways think. so yeah what, what you described is kind of two people that are encouraging each other to elevate and you have strengths he has strengths you're teaching him he's teaching you but he's not I mean the way you described him anyway he's not a man that needs you know he doesn't th- that's different than you putting together someone's resume right or you saying okay hu- okay honey it's time today you, you haven't had a job in six yeah, months yeah it is it is to go down to the to, to apply for this a b and c job or oh honey I saw this job posting I think you'd be good that's different right so it's a completely different type of help and assistance but what I see a lot with women that they do they do it with and like you mentioned too men do it with women that kind of need like psychological help and things like that you know they want to be captain save uh you know what <laughs> but um with with women I see it a lot where they're doing basic things like if your man needs help to like put the, together his resume that there's other problems there right if he needs to be told to apply for a job right well is that sorry but is that is that um is that a uh is that something that we that sometimes people can frown upon because i i know there are men and i've got i know people who are men who are very entrepreneurial couldn't Mm -hmm. even put a cv together couldn't put a cv together to save their own life that's the truth who are super grafters absolutely amazing um, you know, go get in men. However, they have a fear to overcome of technology, of of not of they they might have suffered from dyslexia, never been diagnosed, and things like that. So there's there's I feel that there is a different layer that I 
feel that people need to have an awareness of because there might be a fear behind not doing certain things. And when you can say to them, I feel that if women and men can say, is there a fear behind this? Where does this come from? And you have that open communication to then actively seek out what that is rather than provide judgment of, you know what, I'm just doing too much for this, blah, 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 blah. And I'm carrying it. Some people haven't even communicated effectively to say, what what is going on here as in um how is it how, what what mm-hmm. is it where does this stem from is this coming from fear is this coming from laziness is this coming from an addiction is this coming from your household what's going on there because that way you might find that you've sparked something in someone that's completely different and you can almost mm-hmm. block your blessings sometimes because of a level of ignorance or I just can't be asked to do this or I'm worth mm-hmm. too much for this and there might become a spell in your life and I've witnessed this with a client before and they've <clears throat> they've what the, what's happened is they've not um taking the time to figure out what what that was it wasn't even a big figure out it was just the, just one simple question to open this up and their partner just like let it all out and release it's like oh my gosh it changed the whole dynamic of the relationship so then it was instead of mm-hmm. her feeling like oh my gosh I am I've been carrying this guy blah blah, blah. she's like I've actually realized that some part of me also needed to learn how to communicate more effectively you know more mm-hmm. openly because you know, no one's right. always going to be telepathic. Yeah, you know, you might have someone <laughs> like me that might have a premonition and be like, oh, actually, this happened, you know, yeah, <laughs> this happened, or I can feel, oh, I saw you in my spirit and oh, this happened, you know, and I've had done that to partners and they're like, what the hell, Dana, you know, and we're like, you're like, how did you know that? Like, you know, so, but, but not everyone's going to have a gift like that. So then you're just going to have to learn to communicate in a way that is tactful and in a safe space because I feel like even within people's relationships that they there's they, because they don't even still know how to be authentic with themselves they, they're going to settle for certain things they're not going to communicate certain things that they need or they're going to be put with these stuck with these labels that family friends all sorts of people have given them and it's blocking their them their own growth and blocking the growth of their relationship boy yes, yes i know well i think yeah this I is mean, a great podcast a oh my god talking. i mean to, to your point me. about um i i think that as a man you need as a grown man you need to figure out where your your weaknesses are and you need to go ahead and fix them that's not to say that you don't have a support you don't have you that's not to say that you can't benefit from a supportive yeah, wife I or agree. girlfriend or fiance if you have that great but i think the problem happens is when the woman takes on that role of you know i'm your psychologist or you're acting like a guidance counselor you're acting like a you know a a mother or a nurse or a psychologist or yeah fill fill in any of those roles and if you if what you play in that man's life like if i'm if i have to literally do your resume for you i'm like a guidance counselor in a high school i'm not your wife or your 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 partner you know you, you it goes too far if i have to tell you uh you have high cholesterol you have to eat this or did you eat that or I'm going to put it out for you like you're my child. You know, we, we talked about that before. If you're going to become my child and then I become the mother, that's not a relationship. That's not romantic, right? I don't I don't think, yeah, it's not. I don't, I don't the man is not going to feel like a man and then you're not nah, going to feel healthy dynamic like either. You're going to feel put upon. And I think that's what happened a lot with women. They say, I did everything for him. H- have you heard that? I've done everything for him. I did everything for him. Yeah. 
And then, but then the man still cheats. Yeah, I've, still I've, leave, right? I've heard <laughs> that. I've heard both that. Doing those things, and I think that's what a lot of women have trouble with. Doing those things is no guarantee that that man. And then I've heard men say the same thing who are very stuck in their feminine oh energy. Oh, I did everything. Yeah. I did the cooking. I did the cleaning. I did the this. I did the that. Da, 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 da. Blah, 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 blah. Then at the same time, you know, were you allowing that woman to be in her yeah. feminine energy when you were just smothering the woman in your feminine energy? Did you decide exactly. to look and go, actually, I need to be <clears throat> in this as a masculine energy? And <clears throat> I think what, no what there is is uh some people don't even know what masculine energy truly is you know and feminine energy truly is so because there's that uh there's a sense of um confusion there then yeah i I believe that's that's it's all about awareness even if we take away all the we don't say masculine or feminine and some people get get offended by that right we don't even say it's masculine or feminine feminine mm-hmm. the energies just have to balance right and you have mm-hmm. to be true to the energy that you really feel in your heart so if you feel in yeah. your heart that you want as a woman forget about all the labels forget about 50 50 forget about feminism forget about the bible forget about everything do you want a man who is going to pursue you yes or no do you want a man yeah. who is going to make you feel safe yes or no do you want a man who's going to plan the vacations and romantic holidays and, and dinners? Yes or no? And once you start going through those series of questions, I can tell you based on your yes or no, whether you believe in feminine energy or not. And I think a lot of times we have all these labels and it's hard for people to get past labels, but let's go into your feelings, which actually is a very feminine energy thing to do. Let's go into your feelings. I loved when you said, when you said that on that date, despite the fact that you had money, you just didn't feel right. I was in a situation with a guy. Now, most of the guys that I've dated, all of them had paid for dates. I had never paid for it, not a single date. But there was this one particular guy that, you know, he expected me to pay for my way back home to Uber or to take a cab right back home. And I felt really bad about it. Now, someone else could take that and say, well, Brie, you could afford it. What's the big deal? You know, he paid for dinner. Why didn't you pay? Why did you feel bad about paying for a cab right home? And you know what? At the end of the day, it doesn't matter what anyone else thinks. I did. And that relationship didn't go anywhere. But I did feel badly about it. And so I have to honor myself. It's all about honoring yourself and not taking your feelings, deconstructing your feelings and saying, society says I have to do this. My mom says I have to do this. My boyfriend says I have to do this. Feminist theory says I have to do this, right? Like, no, honor your feelings. And once we take away those labels, like I said, if you go through those yes and no questions, based on your yes or your no, I can tell you whether you kind of believe in masculine and feminine energy or not. But nine times out of 10, women want to feel safe with their partners. They want to feel loved. They want to feel pursued. That makes them feel like a woman. For most women, that makes them feel like a woman. What I'm going to do is add um, a couple of exercises to keep people in because mm-hmm. it's quite a lengthy podcast. Oh, yeah. And I definitely. think if we have a couple of exercises in there, like three or four, well, probably I think three exercises are enough to chop them up, then mm-hmm. it will keep people engaged because they have to listen to get to the next section. Yeah, I think you should. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. De- yeah. Definitely yeah. take it. Yeah, because it's long, right? It so long, but it's actually yeah. been really interesting, you know? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Based on what, what I'm going to say is based on what we've said so far, what do they, what do they, like the exercises should they have on there? So, for example, 
um, mm -hmm. how do they then look at an exercise, for example, to how do they then uh, balance their um, masculine and feminine energy? Or then how do they mm -hmm. exercise them to set their boundaries in terms of what they want as women? And then one for, I don't know, like men and women, because I reckon men, after listening to you, will mm -hmm. gravitate to you too. Yes, exactly. That's true. Yeah, for the masculine energy yeah, side, right? I feel like some men are just really battling with their masculine energy and there's not what I'm noticing there's a lot of men doing it for men and not women yes. doing it for men women because yeah, like exactly. women have a lot to bring to the table to allow men to come into their femininity because mm -hmm. um men essentially if they're so masculine sometimes they're just completely unrelatable and it's such a hard barrier for them to feel that to feel comfortable and the truth is they feel more comfortable with a woman than they do with a man because they then have to keep up this pretense of masculine energy you know yeah and see but that's a good point so it's just like you said ma masculine men actually feel comfortable with feminine women you know why because they can relax a little bit this mm -hmm. is the thing when when everyone is in their kind of like more um natural internal energy everybody feels more comfortable when you have a woman that has too much masculine energy to your point, that man is always going to feel somehow, not I shouldn't say always, but a lot of times they're going to feel like they're always on and that they're competing with that woman. They might not realize it because a lot of people don't actually realize this whole energy thing. Like for a lot of people, this is like completely not, you know, foreign concept. So it's not like you're actively thinking, oh, I'm Dana and I have masculine energy or oh, I'm Dana, I have feminine energy, right? Or I'm this guy and I have masculine energy. But you, men feel comfortable with women when they're, for the most part, when they're in their feminine energy and they don't feel like they're competing. They actually feel like they can relax and maybe release some of their own feminine energy because they're not around. It's almost like you were saying, you kind of can tell a guy that has daughters versus a guy that has sons or mostly boys as opposed to mostly girls because the energy level is different. The energy level in my house is highly masculine, highly masculine. Like sometimes I have to tell my seven-year-old, you know, you got to tone it down for mama. Like I, I, I'm not like, I don't wrestle, right? So there's certain things that I just don't do even as a boy mom, I don't wrestle with my kids. Like, I'm like, I, you know, you act like that with daddy, that's fine, but not with me, right? So the energy level in my house is hugely masculine. So I have to inject a lot of femininity into wow. myself. Yeah. yeah It'd be interesting yeah, to see funny. if you have another daughter, have you have another chance to girl, how that will change the dynamics, you know? Well, guess what? That's not happening. This factory is closed. This baby making factory is closed. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> <Operation>. <laughs> No, <laughs> it's funny you know my friend my uh my cousin's wife said the same thing 15 yep. years later bam two more came i was like what i was like no way 15 15 years 15 years later what? she's like two more came i was like wow Who like, more? She, she's like i, I didn't even expect myself. it She's gone. I was just like, "What?" And then I've got my um my mom's cousin's wife. She's like, literally, uh, Dana. I took the coil, mate, and three times. Okay, you wouldn't have had these other cousins because they shouldn't really be here. <laughs> I was like, really? I was like, what? Three she's times. Like, she's three like, times. What? Oh my goodness, that is crazy. See, these things don't always work the way they're supposed to, right? See, and there. You never know. Yeah. So, Dana, I can give you, I mean, because I know we're editing this, I can give you um, 
a better description of feminine energy. I don't know if I was very clear in the beginning. And then also, did you want me to give some tips for feminine energy today? And then maybe some other tips for um, the other two areas another time? Or how do you want to do it? Yeah, it's fine. I think um, it'd be good to have them today. So can I just, I can okay. literally just start slotting them into okay. the, uh, into the podcast. I can find okay. where I want to put it and then I can like, tell them right now is going to be an exercise blah 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 and we continue and boom and then it can slide in again and then continue boom and then slide in again and right at the end I'm going to put one at the end again so that they've got to get the mm-hmm. one at the end um so it keeps them wanting to go through the entire podcast because I feel there's so much to take in Mm-hmm. Um, with this podcast, that if they have a miniature exercise somewhere in there, so they can get a pen and paper, they can do it's it's active and it gives them a call to action to message both you and myself if they want okay. to hear anything. You know, it gives them a call to action. Anything like, more? Actually, this woman, yeah, I need more. I I need to understand more. You know, so okay, yeah, yeah. I have I have some. I'm just trying to say for the feminine energy, I definitely have tips I can give. For boundaries, I have something where um, I talk about how to kind of, I, I have a system of finding your boundaries, defining them, and then enforcing them. I have like a three-part system for that. Mm-hmm. And then high value behavior, that one's a little bit more, hmm, maybe I give examples. I can probably give maybe some examples of high value behavior. That one's a little bit more... Um, situational I guess it's when yeah exactly Mm -hmm. exactly it's more situational exactly it's almost like well if this happens then you can do this so that one's a little bit harder but certainly for the boundaries and even for feminine energy I have some ways to tap into your feminine energy and things like that I have like seven things yeah and then I can um give a better definition of feminine energy also if you want me to I think I kind of um in the beginning I don't know if I was being very clear <laughs> yes no it's fine I'll, I'll listen back to it so I can hear it because okay. then I'll, I'll um so you can so you can hear what it is and I can cut the clip out so you can see if you if you like how you sound and if not I can just take it out you know you can tweak it um for you and then if okay. you want to you can just literally just record these um the the uh the exercises separately and just send them over and then I can just slot oh, them okay, in. Okay, yeah. So maybe I'll do that because then I, I can go into some of my materials. So let me, I'll do that. I'll, I'll, I'll send Yeah, so it's not as separately. off the cuff, you know? Yeah, so you can, yeah, yeah. yeah. So you, yeah, you, yeah. Can, uh, yeah. you can do, pick whichever ones you want that you feel will give mm-hmm. you the best call to actions to be like, yeah. blah, blah, blah. And you can say, and you can, you can just quote it like exercise by blah, 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 blah. And then, you know, just pop your exercise in you know exactly and then that will be good and then they've got something there to say this is what you do this is what you can do this is you know and I think it's yeah, good to yeah. do that so then they can okay. see what how they can work their feminine energy I think that's really nice I think a lot of there's a lot of uh I can see there's a lot of feminine coaches out there at the moment so or those who are talking there about are. um I follow one at the moment I don't know if you follow her Serenia no serenia Serenia bryant um she's Um, got one that you call real love real love okay i'll look it up yeah yeah serenia she's got she's got quite a big following at the moment her her partner seems to do um masculine stuff and she does oh that's nice yeah so he does the masculine like getting men to come into the masculine and he she does the feminine you know she does the relationship coaching essentially yeah nice nice yeah Yeah, I I was gonna go on to her course Mm -hmm. but then uh, I decided I might see if she wants to 
come onto the podcast and speak about parts of what she does because she doesn't she gives out quite a bit of information in terms of what she's saying and what she does but um I I've met I've spoken to one of her clients before so I thought something would be cool in terms of that because I don't really touch on relationship mine's more like spirituality wholeness yeah looking into yourself all that kind of stuff um but it's really interesting to see other people's perspectives of the feminine and uh and even yeah the high value stuff because there's certain it's funny because there's certain things that you have posted and I've been like "Mm, yeah that That's was me. a nice reinforcement because it's funny yeah. because I was I was then um I, I was recently I was uh dating a I went on a date with a guy and he um didn't message me back for mm-hmm. two days he'd read my message said to me before he's you know he can't wait to come back and see me he's going to fly back and see me and mm. you know um he's back in a couple of months in the country and all this kind of good jazz and stuff he was saying and I saw that he'd read the message that I'd sent like Let, let's do this let's like um like motivate each other and let's like you know get each other like sculpted and all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff so this would be really fun in that time and he read it and two days later he responded which was probably about midnight his time and said something like, um, yeah, that would be incredible, blah, blah, blah. No, how are you? No, hi, this, no, that. And mm-hmm, I was like, mm-hmm. mate, I have to drop you out. I said, I told him straight. I was like, I've got to knock you on the head. Yeah. I've got to knock this on the head. This is this is not how you treat me. I was like, you don't message uh, me two days later without how are you, blah, blah, blah. Who do you think you are? And it was, I was saying, yeah. it, it sounds harsh. People were like, I'm harsh. But I was like, no, nah, I need to know. Like, but start as you mean to go you... on. And I read something that you said that exactly. if it starts off that way, it's only going to get sloppy that's along good. the way. It is going to get sloppy. It's going to get sloppy. And that's the thing. What happens with, and you, you mentioned ego earlier. So this is what women, and ego is part of masculine energy, by the way. That, that, that yeah. does feed masculine energy a lot. But what happens a lot with women when they get ignored or, or um, not treated right with a guy, then they, their masculine energy actually activates and then they start chasing the guy. They start pursuing the guy. They start yeah. messaging the guy. And what do you think that guy does? If he was having any, um, if he was having any um, reservations about you in the first place, what do you think is going to happen if you start pursuing him? Mm-hmm. You're going to run. He's going to run further. He's, you're going to you're going to make the right. He's going to make a left. He's going to try. He's not going to be responding to you he's not necessarily in his feminine energy. It's not necessarily that he's feminine, but he might be very neutral or at the very least he's running away from you and you're acting in your masculine energy. You're going, you're pursuing, you're hunting. You're hunting that saber-toothed tiger, right? You're being the guy. You're being the mm-hmm. drone bee. You're doing, you're doing, you're doing. And that's masculine energy. When the proper response for women, and the thing is we have to know that it's okay to be alone. You don't have to be with someone. Right. Mm-hmm. The, the guy that you met doesn't mean that that's the guy of your dreams. That doesn't mean that's your future husband. It's OK to be alone. It's OK to have standards mm-hmm. and say, you don't you don't meet my standards. So I'm just going to sit and wait like a queen bee. I'm going to wait until you someone meets my standards. It's OK mm-hmm. to say that I don't like the way, like you said to this guy, I don't like the way you took time to respond to me. So you're off. Now, what you shouldn't do is, you know, berate him and say, you have to do this because he doesn't have to, right? Like, you can mm-hmm, say, you know what, this is not the guy for me. I'm just going to take him off of my, my roster. He's off the roster, right? Because he's not Yeah, he is. Right. That's just not, sorry. Yeah. 
right he's off the roster you've lost the spot and now sometimes what these guys do is then they might think about it a week or two later and be like oh man what did i do and they'll try to reach out to you high value data not happening you just i don't i don't like it in the beginning i'm not gonna tolerate it i'm not gonna ask you to change i'm not begging for your attention i'm not begging for your love i'm not even begging you to act right i'm saying you didn't act right you're off the roster right and so yeah. women have to have that confidence to kick guys off the roster <laughs> i agree and, i agree and, yeah. because he did and i i he it was funny because he waited two days and he's gone i'm sorry that i never messaged you and you know i should take accountability for that and um blah 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 and I, i'm hardly ever on this number but you know because i've got a different number well i said well mate i said I, I just had to break it down i said i said to him okay, no problem. I can take accountability as the fact that I didn't explain certain things. But at the same time, as like two days later, I'm not a booty call at midnight at your exactly. time to try and message you. Do you think exactly. I am? And then exactly. I said to him, um, and then what What did I say? Then I said to him, then he started to really try and get active, message me and, mm-hmm. oh, you know, try and comment on things. And I just said to him, you know what? I said, uh, there's too many red flags. I was like, I yeah. asked you if you were doing something on the phone and I saw, you know, like a particular marketing guru and you said you were, but I could see that you were looking at an Oreo advert and you quickly flicked off the page. I was like, the very fact that you couldn't even open your mouth and be honest about what you were doing on your mobile phone. I was like, exactly. I can observe that. It's just a very, it's a big telltale sign that you are not a man of your word. I was like, and you you do you're not confident enough to speak up and say what you were doing that you you get a thrill you get a thrill of mm-hmm. hiding a part of who you are and I don't have yeah, time exactly. for that I told him you straight I said I don't have time for it no I don't have you time don't for have some time of those underwear as I can I'm happy that you want to come back in two months and see me but I won't be here to to entertain you <laughs> exactly you know, like, if, I don't know I don't yeah. know where you're coming back to and that's the thing like you have to women we're taught part of what we're taught in society in addition to all the other things that we talked about earlier is that we're taught to diminish our to not listen to red flags and to diminish our intuition you know that something's not right you knew something wasn't right with the phone situation you knew Mm -hmm. that you know that people in this day and age especially with mobile phones there's no way that within a 24-hour period someone can't find the time to say hey what's up I'm busy. There's so many things you can say to someone to let them know that, hey, I'm still thinking about you, even if I am busy, even if I'm that mm-hmm. busy. There's not a guy in the world, even the president of the United States, the prime minister of the UK, they can find time to send someone a text message. You know what I mean? And I yeah. think a lot of times we forget with guys, they are go-getters. You think if there was a business deal on his mobile phone, he would have left it for 48 hours? Do you think... Uh, if- you know, it's funny you said that, you know, and <laughs> no. that's one thing I, I, I picked up on. <laughs> Yeah. I introduced him to someone that is a high value client. Mm-hmm. And I mean, like someone who has also high value clients on their rosters, yeah. like people who are doing seven figures comfortably, you know, mm-hmm. eight figures. And this guy, I said, to, I did the introduction email and um, I said to him, you know, I observed, I tell you what the biggest red flag was for me. I said, I introduced to this guy and I, in the email, I said, I'd be great if you, if you messaged him and start in, and you know and actually uh arranged a time I said it took you 20 it was over 24 hours and that man had to message you on email to ask you when you were available I said but you know what in that 24 hours I observed you happened to go through all of my stories on Instagram exactly I said to him how do you manage to go through my stories on Instagram and there's a man 
that's got people that are doing 80 million a year on his roster and you haven't managed to message him back within those 10 minutes, never mind 24 hours and you're rolling on Instagram. I said, that tells me where you are at in your life. Exactly. He needs, he, he doesn't have enough masculine energy. I'll tell you that much because most guys, are nah, you don't, you don't have enough not. masculine energy and I'd, I'd walk all over you because if exactly. I have, if I was to let my masculine energy come out, you just feel trampled on. Forget it. Yeah, forget it. So that's the thing. Listen to your red flags, like listen, listen to you your intuition and, and heed those red flags. Don't ignore them. You know, there for and reason. he just said, and he just said, hi, Dana. Um, okay. Take care. What else are you going to say to me? <laughs> exactly. what, what else can you say to me after that point? Oh what else can goodness. you say you can't even oh say oh Dana I'm sorry because really underneath that you're crippled with shame to some degree because yeah. I've broken that, it down for you that you didn't even realize I was observing you to that extent oh my goodness and I tell women all the time observe be an observer yeah. be an observer don't tell a guy don't date a guy and say I expect flowers and I want you yeah, to yeah, open no, my no, door no 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 I want you to book the vacations because you know what they're going to do in the beginning. They're taking notes. If you tell them all your expectations, right? We think we're being an open book and we're, we're doing such a... I don't believe being, in that. No, don't do that. Don't do that. Observe what they do and take note. And they either meet your expectations or they don't. Don't say, I want the guy to open the door for me. See if he does it. If he doesn't, note that. Write it down. Think about it in your head. Don't tell them you want X, Y, and Z. I want you to... You have to... Like, that would be like you the next time you meet a guy... You have to contact me within two hours. Otherwise, no, don't do that. Just lean back, be a woman, get in your feminine energy, lean back, but then have enough value for yourself to say that if this man does not meet my standards, I'm okay being alone. I'm okay waiting for someone that does. And maybe I will never find that person. Who knows? We don't know what life is going to bring us, but I'm going to be happy knowing that I have maintained my standards because what happens when you lower your standards, the thing that you lower your standards about is probably the thing that's going to cause you guys to break up. <laughs> the thing yeah. that you don't like in the beginning is probably going to be the thing that causes you to, you know, mm. for the relationship to break apart. So that's the thing women need to definitely just learn how to be okay being alone. I, I find a lot of women do things out of loneliness. They tolerate things out of loneliness and not wanting to be alone. And that really does, at the end of the day, you don't really feel good. You can't really be feminine. You can't be in your feminine. You can't be relaxed. You can't lean back. You can't do all these things that I, I, I teach people how to do when you're not mm. curating your world. You have to curate your own world. You have to create your mm. own kingdom, your own queendom. It has to be yours. Yeah. And it has to be filled with people that have certain standards, certain values. We talked about using words, the words that you use. Is your, is your uh, palace going to be filled with people that have potty mouths and use the n-word and the b-word and the c-word and the f-word any other words that you know that mm -hmm. i don't use i don't you know if you don't use those words then the people around you shouldn't be using those words right mm -hmm. you have to be with people that motivate you you have to be with people that we talk about words mattering words matter that's why affirmations are so powerful and i talk about women doing feminine energy affirmations affirming you are a queen in charge of your own emotions in charge of your life you deserve a masculine energy man who cares about you and wants to provide for you you are entitled to a life of femininity and and luxury right that's why affirmations matter because words matter so if good if affirmations matter and good words matter then you can't tell me that bad words don't matter they do as well right so the things that you tell yourself the things that you allow people to say around you and the things that 
people say about the type of person that you are, like you said, like about women, if you're a person of color, what do people say about person, people of color that look like you? Mm. If you are, you know, homosexual, what do people say about people that are your sexual orientation? And are you going to be around people that use those words? Should you, should you use those words yourself? That's very subjective. I would never tell anyone what to do, but I would definitely say for my own personal Excuse life me. and what I teach my clients is that words do matter. And you got to start curating your world, your world with people that not agree with you. Not everyone has to agree with you, but you have to curate your world so that people around you are have positivity. They have light. They have direction. They have purpose, right? They have morals, standards. Because if you're around people that don't have standards, it's very easy. It's easier to not have standards than to have standards, right? What's easier? Mm-hmm. To have the standards or not have the standards? What's easier to say that I want a guy to have X, Y, Z before I date him or be very loose with your with what you're accepting. It's easy to not have standards. It's hard to have standards. Mm-hmm. So you want to be around people that also understand that words matter, understand about energy, understand about, you know, I'm not even talking about masculine and feminine energy. I'm just talking about good and bad energy, positive and negative yeah, energy. Yeah. You know, you want to be around people that understand about vibrations and what that means to vibrate low and vibrate high. Like these are things that mm. not not everyone gets it, not everyone understands, right? And you definitely want to make sure that your world is curated. I believe in curating your world, right? Like, and so sometimes you do have to let people go. Um, you know, I mm. I wrote an article about toxic people, the five, the five types of people you should uh, quarantine from forever. <laughs> We could talk about that later, <laughs> ever, not just during the pandemic. I wrote an article about that. And I really do believe that for you to be in your feminine energy, you have to make sure that your world is properly curated. Not, mm-hmm. not that you're controlling everything, but just that there's a certain a base level of understanding and intelligence and you know emotional intelligence and things like that that are around you. Yeah, I, yeah. I totally agree with that. I totally agree with that. I, I really do. And it's only because I had a premonition for this guy. And he wrote back and he said, oh, my gosh, you know, a lot of what you said is true. This is that was true. That was that made sense, blah, 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 blah. And um, the, I realized that because he'd known I was knocking everything, I was hitting things on the head. Like, you know, I was pinpointing parts mm-hmm. of his issues and personality to his energy because I started to channel and see what was going on um that again I there was a sue a need for him to create this superiority over me in different I can't explain it and I've seen it several times if I have a premonition for a guy and they it shakes them up because they're like you're too far ahead you're light years ahead mm-hmm. how it's like they feel the need to try and compare some of them do Instead of actually thinking, actually, this is a gift. This is someone that can see parts of me that's, you know, that I'm, I'm needing to deal with. It's like, oh, my gosh, suddenly I have to. It's no longer about money. It's now oh, um, I need to be able to do what she does. And it, it, that's a gift. It's not something that you're necessarily going to know how to do. No, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so then <laughs> again, not. and it's intrusive because if you're trying to hide and someone like me seeing you, it's going to be an unfortunate situation, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? So then someone like you, know? someone like you that has this gift, that's definitely something that you should rely on, right? Don't, so don't, 
say that you this is like red flags like intuition yours is on a higher level but this is what i'm telling women to do like don't ignore that part of you when you're seeing something and don't say oh but he really meant you know well he really was Mm. baby or he you know he disrespected me but he he really meant this no you know what oprah there's a the oprah quote that comes from maya angelo when someone shows you who you are believe them the first time oprah added the first time into that but Maya Angelou's original quote, when someone shows you who you are, who they are, believe them. Believe them. Oprah Winfrey says the first time, right? And so I used to give people chances and chances and chances. I was so, I'm I'm an empath. I was so empathetic. I just, to me, and but what happens with an empath that's not aware? Where did my own personal, um, my standards and my feelings, where did that go? That went all the way to the bottom because everybody else is, you know, opinions and feelings and everything mattered more than my own. And so I had to learn, that was part of what I had to learn for myself was was boundaries is saying that, you know, nobody else's uh, opinion or thoughts or the way they want to live is more important than mine. I can say with the exception of two people in the world, which are my two children, nobody else's are more important than mine. So, you know, I think for women, especially if you have certain abilities, gifts, and like if you're an empath or you're, you know, you, you can you can, you can see things and things like that. But mm. even if you don't have, even if it's not that advanced, if you just yeah. rely on your feminine intuition, you know when something's wrong, you know when something doesn't feel good. Don't take yeah. that and then and superimpose society's opinions about how you should be or your mother's or your pastor and anybody. Go with your feelings. Yeah, I agree. I completely agree. And you can have very influential people like parents and pastors and, you know, ministers and people who are, you know, um, in society that are very, that they've got a certain level of status that can be very influential on people's lives. And it's true. I, I will say this to reiterate to women, you know, I paid the price, even me with my gift and the ability. From the moment I clapped my eyes on a particular person, I knew something wasn't right, you know, mm-hmm. and I just carried on and I just carried and what, on. And, and what I did just, you get from it? And, and what did you get from p- it? Exactly. <laughs> right? that's, that's a whole new podcast. That's yeah, a whole exactly. season. That is, that's a whole that's, season. Exactly. A whole new season. And, I, and mine is not. That's as, a whole new season. Yeah. Mine is not as, as I'm not as advanced in terms of that as you. But it, for, for me, it's I'm an empath. I feel things. I feel when I meet someone, when I talk to someone. You and usually I'm right, and um, and that happened with me a lot too. It's like wow, like I if I had just listened to myself, if I had just listened to mm. that initial feeling that I got, and some people find that that's very cold. Like how can you move in the world and you know instantly make a decision about somebody? And it's not to say that you can't be friends with the person, but maybe you won't be romantic with them, right? Maybe you're not giving your body yeah. to them. That's different, right? I can be friends with someone without getting into a relationship with them. Right. Not now. Mm-hmm. Cause I'm married, but, <laughs> you know, like that before. Right. And so these types of things of listening to your intuition or I can be associates with a woman and not divulge all of my secrets because something about her is not. I got that instant feeling from her. And I'm like, no, like this is not, this is not right. And again, for me, I would say nine times out of ten, I was correct on the good side and the bad side. Right. I'm rarely ever proven wrong in terms of how when I meet someone and that feeling comes and unfortunately a lot with romantic situations and I'm like, wow, if I had just listened to myself, I could have saved myself so much heartache and pain and this and that. And I just, 
you know, I would just say, oh, no, I'm being too harsh. I'm being too mean. That's not the way you should be. You know, poor them. <laughs> I would everything in the book except myself. Myself always went down and I don't do that anymore. Um, and I don't advocate for my clients to do that either. <laughs> yeah, I completely hear you, you know. Yeah. It's true. It's so true. It's so true. <laughs> but it's been an amazing, amazing conversation. Yes. Oh, my goodness. I agree. Lots of good energy. I'm talking about energies. Lots of good energy back and forth. <laughs> from I'm telling you. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Honestly, I'm gonna. I'm gonna have to do a podcast on that though. Definitely about my vision and you know, yeah. and in terms of uh, and it was that deep because when I was in in that particular relationship, this person's energy was so dark. I wasn't even able to get some of my visions as much as I used to. Really. Yeah, it was that. This is that heavy, and then and, and then was, it was like, that. Then you should be running away from that, right? Like something. Like... Oh, whew, whew. but you see, at that point, because it's like absorbing you, it's harder to lift yourself up. So I noticed when this person wasn't around me, I was have, able to have a vision. I was like, "Wow, what am I seeing?" And I could see something coming towards me. I was like, "Oh my god, like this is not, this isn't right." And then this person came back and there was this blockage. And I remember that this person went away for a while and they came back. And um, there was, a, I was living in a block of apartments and across the way, uh, there was like a, an argument happening, screaming going on like inside the apartment. Mm -hmm. And I had a flash, like a vision immediately while I was there. I was like, oh my gosh, I've got a feeling. I said, I just saw something. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, I hope it doesn't happen. And he said, what? I said, I saw a woman come out and try and climb over and jump over the balcony and another guy pulled her back mm. but um pulled her back but another guy um was through the um another guy was coming through the door and 10 minutes later exactly what I said happened on the 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 apartment that was like, on the second floor down and he saw it and it shook him up and at that point that's when he really started to pull away and have that detachment because some part of his energy he knew and he used to say consistently you are your energy is very very strong I can't handle you I can't control you and it was all about control and it was a, a use of dark energies and I remember him saying that he'd he was he's going to I noticed that he was taking parts of my clothing I'd find bits really? of my clothing my underwear yeah oh and he goodness. took a part of my hair because he was like he's he knows people that can do dark magic what? to try and um yeah 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 oh to try gosh. and control me or keep me attached to him for the rest of my life. Oh my god! And yeah, it was deep. People don't people don't even know, mate. They don't even know. And this guy walks around like he's like butter wouldn't melt. Oh like my he's but he like he's heavenly, but underneath that, whew, that ex that but beneath that exterior. So this is I say to everyone: you don't know what people are spiritually carrying. Yes. You must you must, you know, use your intuition. If you truly have it, everyone has the gut at the very least That's to use it because exactly. the fact that I have that yeah. that empathic and heightened clairvoyant state um, of being, it's even it's, it's even more important for you. For to yeah, use it. you and, have it. Use it. You yeah. have it at the higher and level. And to, to think that someone was blocking that from me is, is deep, you know. Oh you can just imagine goodness. how how 
that how strong that was for someone to be trying to block it and then when they went away I was seeing it and yeah it, there's there's so much I can go into that oh and I think people goodness. find that really intriguing in yeah. all fairness. but yeah it was it is interesting that is that's for sure insane and uh, someone said the other day like you don't you, when someone says they're praying for you you don't know what god they're praying to you don't know what they're praying for right uh-huh. oh, you don't you don't, yeah. you don't you really yeah. don't know yeah you really it might not be the same know. one that you're praying to, that's for sure. I'm telling you. Oh so, gosh. you know, i got to stay prayed Yeah, up. exactly. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. Um, yeah, that's no, sure. I, I had an amazing um, uh, chat with you today. Thank you so much. This is great as well. And I'll make sure. Um, thank you so much for coming on to the show. And I hope all the listeners have an incredible, enjoyed this um, because it's, it's just a, a chit chat. And um, I hope that you got something from this. Hi everyone, thank you for tuning in to another episode of It's Blossoming Season. You can find me at The Dana Show on Instagram or www.danataylors.com or you can find me under Dana Taylor at LinkedIn. If you'd like to book yourself a coaching session with me or one of my beautiful courses, feel free to find me on any of those platforms. Lots of love and keep blossoming and blooming into the wonderful people that you are. Mwah!